0: Up network, up network, up
1: network, up Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.
2: I got this. Okay. Uh, I got it. Okay. Uh... I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh?
3: If you really want some film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up!
1: Hey, don't hook me up. You all heard? Take it from the top. One, two. Beer.
2: This is how we do. It. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready? That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer.
3: You like party? Yeah? We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah! I hope no bad people, Soda.
2: My mic sounds nice, check one. My mic sounds nice, check two. My mic sounds nice, check three. My mic sounds nice, check four. My
0: mic sounds nice, check
1: five. My mic sounds nice, check six. Are you ready? You want some of this milk? I'd rather have a beer. What
3: do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, Baldy!
2: Yeah! Oh. What up? What up? And what up. This is The Work with Mike, Pete, and Steve, govsradio.com. We are live here on govsradio.com. We are also streaming live on Facebook, live on YouTube. Go to the Govs Radio uh, Facebook page and the Govs Radio YouTube page and find us there, streaming live. And, of course, all of our shows are on govsradio.com. And if you go tomorrow to all of our platforms, including uh, we'll talk about Spotify, we'll say a little iTunes, uh, the Laughable app, full of comedy and galore. I don't know if that's the actual noun for it, but it is galore. And then, of course, uh, we are also available on the Hopped Up Motherfucking Network, Hopped Up Network, (laughs) hoppedupnetwork.com, for podcasts from all around the world about craft beer in their regions and in their areas. Tonight, we're going to announce the huge huge
1: deal we got from Spotify on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Is (laughs)
2: that the Spotify news? (laughs) That was the Spotify plug. There you go. We'll, we'll take one-tenth of what Joe Rogan got. <laughs> I'll take the, fucking one wh- yeah, percent, and I'm I don't know how
1: much it is, and I know I'd be set for life on <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> On one-third of one percent of Joe Rogan.
2: Someone had to build the compound that he wants to build in Texas, so it's going to be Spotify. The Spotify studio, and yeah, he wants to move to Texas. Oh, a yeah. big, long story if you're following. Uh, tonight, we are sponsored by a couple of people. We're going to start off with Pete. Pete, go ahead. Who are we sponsored by?
1: Brewbag if uh regular cornhole isn't alcoholic enough for you uh and it (laughs) shouldn't be uh brewbag combines uh cornhole and beer pong uh which is great everyone remembers playing beer pong back in uh college or yesterday your post-college years or this past weekend (laughs) uh so uh great game to play you can play regular cornhole you can uh play uh beer bomb which is great it comes with, with plugs to put in the uh, in the board and you can uh visit our instagram page and there's a link to go to brewbag and uh save 10 there you go code uh, there's uh several stuff i was bruising before there's uh vinyl wrapped ones there's uh natural wood there's steam yep. wood. Some cool designs
2: yeah. very cool brewbag.com uh, like pete said uh, in our bio go to our link tree and then you'll find the brew bag link for 10% off your brew bag today and we have another sponsor this is our one of our favorites who just sent us some fine fine cap handles here thanks like oh look at that fancy thank you nick steve take it away nick from rosie's
3: draft solutions yeah rosie's draft solutions uh rosiesdraftsolutions.com there uh, it will take care of all your draft solution needs uh they do installs uh maintenance cleaning and and this is all professional but they also do uh for your home kegerator they will do line cleanouts. they will replace lines they will get your kegerator up and running they will get you a kegerator if you don't have one and
2: then they'll um, clean the shit out of it
3: and they will <laughs> clean the up <fuck> <laughs> so the, the beer that's running through it is delish um they are uh located in patrick they're a family-owned business um you can actually contact nick uh 631-219-2075 between 9 a.m and 8 p.m uh seven days a week or you could go to rosiesdraftsolutions.com and uh let me tell you uh we used them when we ha- had barrage open and they did a fantastic job those guys were the best i recommend them for everyone
2: and go to uh I think it's uh, rosy's draft com, And if you call Nick, tell him the wort sent you uh, just to give him a little plug, and especially because these tap handles are, are pretty dope. So thanks a lot, buddy, Me, for that. I like them. I'll run through the rest. We are sponsored by Vintage Beer Club Vintage Beer Club Shirt for your uh, monthly subscription to these old vintage beer shirts Buffalo Beer and uh, uh, Tudor and all these crazy old. Uh, logos on some flashy, colorful shirts. Go to VintageBeerClubShirts.com and uh, type in the promo code work for, uh, I forget what it was. Maybe it's 10% off your order. VintageBeerShirtClub.com. It's a lot of words. Uh, We're also sponsored by uh, Brewers Hardware. Love Brewers Hardware. Will Allen Brewers Hardware, uh, doing it right. Uh, I don't know how much you guys, uh, Dan, that you guys use uh, Brewers Hardware, but I have a gift certificate I'm going to send you in the mail after tonight. Uh, they gave us some stuff to give out to the brewers that were guests on our show. So we're going to be uh, a patron of Brewers Hardware. <laughs> Very, I awesome. have an address. I like nice. that. There you yeah, go. I do. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, send that out to you uh, this week. Thanks a lot, Will, from Brewers Hardware. Go to BrewersHardware.com. And also, uh, I think he has a promo code for us. Uh, of course, everything is WART, W-O-R-T, and uh, save some money today. And uh, last but not least, Tavor. Tavor for beer shipped right to your door. Go to Tavor.com. And get beer delivered anywhere in the country, right to your door, even Hawaii, I believe Hawaii was on there because I think there are Hawaii breweries that are participating in Tabor. So, so go to tabor so yeah, as soon as the volcanos erupt, we will not get that that 's soon to come after in this twenty twenty of ours uh, and anything no joke. Else? yeah, that already happened
1: in twenty nineteen don't don 't ruin. <laughs> The dream I have of going back to
2: Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find a DeLorean with a Mr. Fusion to do that, buddy. Uh, quick shout outs to um, taphandles.com. Go to taphandles.com for your tap handle needs. And of course, uh, our buddy Jeff Hartwell offered Hartwell Woodshop for your rich mahogany needs. Go to uh, HartwellWoodshop.com. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, that was a lot longer than usual, but we uh, fully described our sponsors tonight. Tonight we have in the house. Or in your house, because that's where we're Everybody coming to sense. everybody's house. We got Dan from Single Cut. What a buddy.
4: Hello, yep, Dan. Hello, guys.
2: How are you? Thank you again for joining us. We're Thank great. Uh, really appreciate the time you're giving us tonight. And uh, I know very, very busy in uh, your phase three here coming up in New York City. Something the, like uh, that. Yeah. It is, it's, <laughs> at this point, do you even know? Like, like, just give me, tell, tell me what I need to do today.
4: Yeah, we should have, um, we're going to start using decimal points soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now it's like 3.1, 1,
2: I like that. It's yeah. good call. Yeah, um, it's good. You know. Single cut in Astoria, and you have a second location, correct? Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we're based here
4: in beautiful Astoria, Queens, which is where I am right now, looking out at the, uh, the Hellgate Bridge and
0: wow, East cool. River,
4: just beyond that. And then uh, we've got a second brewery, our our Big Boy Brewery, and that one's up in Saratoga County. It's in uh, Clifton Park, uh, up in the capital region. Upstate Mm. for us, capital region for them. They they get a little testy about it. I know, I know. I bet they do. Yeah, they
2: really, really do. (laughs) They like it by their regions. I think that's why we've been getting it by the regions. They're just like, we are the Finger Lake region. Don't tell me I'm upstate.
4: Yeah, it's it's very specific. I, I'm pretty sure if you're Quebecois, you're you're upstate New York, and everybody else is debatable.
1: I was gonna <laughs> say, what it, if? Would it be the Canada region? Is that, is that <laughs> that's
4: the, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you know what a polar bear looks like, uh, <laughs> person, you've seen penguins. Thing. That's visiting right. your brewery. If
1: you can see Canada from your house, <laughs> you I we can have a we running. can have
4: a really low rent comedy tour off of this one riff. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to start booking us some dates for virtual we we'll do virtual
2: comedy tours. Oh, charge people God. five bucks. We'll make a the market fortune. is rich. Sure, <laughs> it has to be. There's nothing else to do. Even like Governor's Comedy Club, where we usually broadcast out of, they uh, they kind of moved outside. They have this big old area on a. They call it the Governor's Patio. Um, But unfortunately, it can only service like 30 people, whereas the club itself can hold, you know, 200. Uh, And it's it's just hurting everybody, especially like these uh, breweries, obviously bars, uh, restaurants, and comedy venues, or any small venues for that matter, where craft beer can be served. It's got to be hurting those revenue streams. Dan, give us a a quick history about the brewery and bring us up to date with how you guys are coping with what's going on.
4: Yeah, man. So uh, we opened in 2012. So even though we're just coming up on our eighth birthday, we've been around for a little while in like the New York game. Uh, New York City was 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 late for sure. Mm. Um, obviously, there's some pretty big costs and some pretty big risks involved with brewing in New York City. But even then, we were, we were a little behind the curve as far as like craft beer goes. Um, you cats out on the island were, were quite a bit ahead of it is where we were. Um, so yeah, 2012, we opened. Rich Posetta is the founder of the brewery. Um, he's still the the chief brewer, uh, president, chief creative officer too. He does like all of those awesome labels. That's all from <laughs> direct from Rich. Uh, we kind of opened up the brewery with like essentially three goals. Uh, the first two are practical, and one was uh, there wasn't a lot of fresh IPA being done in New York City. Um, I'm not even hundred percent sure there was like a three sixty five IPA being made when we opened. There might have been. There there was a few really good ones, but. It was definitely kind of underserved. And the second thing we really wanted to do, which is a little bit more of a, you know, the brewer's fetish is we wanted to do traditional lagering, uh, which was something which and, wasn't done.
3: They, that's what turned me on to you guys was oh yeah, when I heard that you guys were doing like real legit lagers, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be awesome. And it was. Yeah. And it still is.
2: And anyone was, out there making all the jokes about how brewers can't find a decent lager, they'll find them. Trust me. They'll, they'll network. <laughs> All the brewers, you know, complain, make lagers great again, because that's of one of their go-tos. A lot of brewers feel that way. If you can make a good, solid lager, right. it says a lot both about your brewing and, of course, you know, your direction. So I actually had one of them. Um, it wasn't in this. It, I already drank both of them, by the way, because they were delicious. Good problem. Um, it looked like a, um origami. Uh, oh, figure. yeah, the mybach. Yeah. yeah.
4: The all in all is all. That was, that was uh, great. Ah, yes, there
2: it is. Yep. That yeah, was Kind delicious. of a mouthful, but... I listen to you guys yeah.
4: do your sponsor read. You're used to the <laughs> mouthful, man. Oh,
2: Like a champ, though. VintageBeerClubShirt.com. I'm getting used to it. They're relatively them. new sponsors, so. You skipped over the www. Oh, no, I don't know. I, I backslash. am anti-ww. I am anti. Right. People say, then <laughs> you might as well just go HTTP colon backslash backslash. Just go ahead. <laughs>
4: HTTPS. Oh, right. Colon. It's got to be secure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I like that. Don't take shortcuts.
1: It's right on their label. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: But yeah, the, so, the logger uh, Steve's right. You know, kind of kind of yeah. set a tone there. So. I mean,
4: it's hard. I mean, ten years ago, um, craft breweries weren't really making a lot of loggers, and it's kind of all uh, early craft beer guests wanted to drink more or less. I'm generalizing, obviously, a lot. Um, then flash forward, and you know, uh, there's great loggers uh, now, and uh, you know, and guests want to drink it. But still, everybody just wants to buy IPA which no complaints, I mean, those are our two great loves. So we're happy to, to, to make all the beer people want to drink, but it's, yeah, it's a little hard. Everybody's kind of, you know, 2020, the year of the lager. We've been saying that since 2020, you know, 2017. Uh, it's great. It's just, we got to stop acting like um, the whole world wants to buy expensive lager. It's just a little treat for us. That's all, you know, and that's, that's what it is. And that's kind of how we started the brewery was that same concept. I mean, from like a value proposition, Loggers suck. I mean, they're really expensive to make, man. I mean, that mybach that you drank earlier today, that came out in May. You know, we brewed that guy in March because we wanted to have a traditional mybach. It lagered for basically 100 days for all intents and purposes. And
1: that's that's like 40 or 50 more days than if you had made an ale in that same... Right. Yeah,
4: I mean, for that particular beer, I mean, that's almost eighty days more than we would have uh, than we would have taken to make a even a double IPA, you know. <laughs> and uh, like our uh, Oktoberfest, which we're super proud of, it's it's one of the cleanest and and really most nuanced Oktoberfest. I think it's on the market. Uh, and I hope you accept my compliment because I'm not the one who made it or made the recipe for it. You know what I mean? I just get to drink a lot of it more than my fair share. <laughs> but we're brewing that son of bitch in like two weeks. Wow. You know, and it's not going to come out until. You know, almost the end of September. So, the value proposition. So it's lagers, not coming out Labor Day weekend. It is
1: not. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I love Marsins, but I don't want to drink them Labor Day weekend.
4: Yeah, I feel you on that one for
2: sure. <laughs> There's something about that, like.
3: Well, they got to get the pumpkin out first. That's within. I fucking hate, hate seeing that. God, I,
2: end yes. of August, There comes the pumpkin rolling out. Um, We're man. gonna do
4: a, an all-seasonal beer this year. It's gonna be um, pumpkin, uh, Christmas spice, uh, spring lager. Uh, with hibiscus for the summer <laughs> nice. and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be poop brown and, uh, that's the way I like all the beers. adjuncts that's right and we're just gonna get it all out in one shot that's it
0: that's right
4: and, uh, well the, the third thing we wanted to do when we opened the brewery is we're all big music nerds um, all of us are musicians uh different skill and accomplishment i always make the same joke but it's true i mean i'm on the, the low end of both of those things but you know, some of our, we have a, you know, we have brewers who are, you know, professional touring musicians who kind of gave it up because they wanted to pursue beer. Uh, Rich himself is a pretty accomplished musician who kind of segued into the ad game before uh, he got into brewing 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, one of our two brewers is a former tour manager or recovering tour manager, probably <laughs> as he would describe it, you know? Um <laughs> uh, you know, so that's really in our DNA. So we really wanted a place, and by we, I mean really rich at the time, wanted a place to simply like have all the musical equipment, have a music venue inside of a brewery, which is something we've done since day one. And frankly, a place to put our giant uh, record collection that wasn't, you know, in our house. Uh, <laughs> you know, those are obviously stragglers at this yeah. point. You know. <laughs> the, the best of uh, the, the greatest hits. Clients. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we uh, we rock and rolled with that since 2012, um, growing slowly but surely. Uh, really wanted to make sure that our beer got out fresh and kind of disappeared quickly. So, um, yeah, we got a little bit bigger each year and then years three and four and five and six and seven started to get a little bit crazier and bigger. And come 2018, we just couldn't uh, sustain it anymore. We, you know, it's fun having a line outside of your brewery, uh, kind of, but it's a lot more fun, um, having people be able to get your beer and not have to like stress about it, <laughs> um, which was really important to us. Um. And for us, you know, we were, we were very introspective in 2018. We're like, man, it would be great if you could go to like a nice grocery store and find our beer in the refrigerated section in a cold shelf. And is it the most expensive thing in the grocery store? Maybe, you know, for that area, but to be able to go get it, have it be quality, have it be fresh, really, really hold up and not have to go and um, labor for it. You know, that was where we were at, you know, uh, you know, people who are into like craft beer hobby and are super into the like, the line culture, we totally get that. We've we've been there too. We go and hang out at our friends' breweries sometimes, wait in line, get the release, all that. That's a lot of fun. But you know, at the same time, grabbing a four pack of super high quality stuff and enjoying it in your backyard was a little bit more what our DNA was. So when we purchased Single Cut North in 2018, that was really our whole our whole backing behind it was. We need to have, like, the muscle to be able to, to fill that demand the right way, be able to keep up our quality the way we want. Uh, and we were super fortunate that we were able to find that, uh, that opportunity. And we put together a staff who was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to well up a little bit. They, they're making me so proud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, uh, the, the brewery uh, North, um, what, what size is that compared to what you guys have in Astoria?
4: It's a big boy, for sure. Um, actually, both of our systems are pretty big. So, Steve, I know you're a brewer. So, I mean, like, um, so Queens is a 35-barrel system. So, it's, a, it's an oversized. I mean, I think it's 30 on paper. It's 40, you know, for all intents sure. and purposes. And then we brew out into 90-barrel bright tanks. Or, I'm sorry, 90-barrel FEs. Um, that facility, without killing ourselves, does about 10,000 barrels a year. Wow. Okay. Um, and then it's 5,000 square feet. So it's tiny. I mean, we're New York City, right? Yeah, It's yeah. all up. Well, hey, that's all it is.
3: You put bands up on top of your uh, your bathroom. so that's pretty- <laughs>
4: that's right. Bands on the bathrooms. That's <laughs> so all good, man. Actually. Kick bands drum,
2: mom pooping. That's all good. That bass helps, you know. It sure does. It's it probiotic. You <laughs> the <know>? Brown
4: note. <laughs> the brown
2: note. <laughs> no, wrong, uh, wrong brewery. That's uh, uh, okay, that's. uh oh, against the grain. Against the against grain. grain. Thank grain, you. Yeah. That's been right. Louisville, play. right underneath the uh, Louisville Bat Stadium. Wow. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah, right. it's it's like going to the Ducks, and underneath the Ducks Stadium is the brewery. You're like, what? Yep. What the hell wow. is this? But it's right on street level, so you know it still seems like a retail space. And then right across the street is Angel Eyes uh, Bourbon. No kidding. Huh? Yeah, distillery is right there. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good trip, right? Oh, there. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> I was supposed to go this year. Oh, Not so no much. more. <laughs> oh well. Oh,
4: don't man. worry. They're taking it very seriously in Kentucky. It'll yes, be over they in no sure time. Are. <laughs>
2: Thank God I'm not there,
4: Then Uncle Mitch has got you. Don't worry.
2: He's working on <laughs> oh, it. I like it. Don't I, say uh, his name
1: two more times or he's going to appear.
4: He's going to appear
2: behind me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be right behind me. <laughs> Fucking
4: I'd
2: rather have Candyman.
4: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Candyman seems like he'd be cooler to have a beer with. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Great. Um. So you guys, 2012 uh, entered the scene. and. Right. Started off with that exact building, same layout, everything has pretty much stayed the same from twenty twelve?
4: Uh only from the outside. The inside we've we've redone that thing a few times, I think, at this point. There's a whole second level that we built so we can move some like administrative offices. That shit's boring, but you know, (laughs) to actually be able to increase production and then the back is totally maxed out. So uh at this point we can't touch touch anything. One more time, Steve. Uh,
3: how many logger tanks you guys got back there?
4: So originally we had four big boys. So right. we had two thirty barrel, two sixty barrels. Now we just have two sixty barrels. We had to move the the two thirty barrels out to put in our canning line about a year ago.
2: And there you uh, go for yeah. that,
4: which was great because uh, we wouldn't have you know COVID would have been really tricky without it. You know. Yep. For sure. So thankfully for us, we have upstate. We have single cut north, uh, which to answer your your direct question is is actually eight times the size of Queens by square footage. Ah. 40,000 square feet. The system up there is a lot bigger, too. It's a 50 barrel, but it's a five vessel system. So, if it's like normal strength beer uh, under ideal circumstances, you know, we can churn out the better part of like 300 barrels a day out of that system. And they all go into 200 Jesus. barrel and 100 barrel uh, FEs. So, nice. that's, that's basically where we do like all of our bulk cans. That's where like our 18 watt, our Weird and Gilly, our Softy Spoken Magic Spells, which is what I'm drinking right now, mm-hmm. all come from. And then in 2019, we started what we called our uh, uh, Community Brewing Project, which for all intents and purposes is uh, contracting services, which are available for breweries who have already made investments into their, uh, into their communities. So if you've already built a brewery, you've already hired a staff, you're supporting your local economy, um, those are the folks we like to work with. So we help brew nice. basically additional capacity. So ah. yeah. Yeah, we brew for some of my favorite breweries too. With uh, we work with Rare Form up in Troy. Ah, uh, I love Rare. Yeah, KCBC and Threes down in Brooklyn are both with us, which is fucking awesome. We love those cats. Uh, our buddies at Common Roots up north, and some really cool guys out of Vermont called Ten Bends, who make great beer. Ooh. And uh where
1: are they in Vermont?
4: They are in Hyde Park. I can't believe I pulled that out right now. <laughs> <in> Hyde Park. <laughs>
2: Rolodex, get high Park, there it is. I would have wow. a real hard time with it. <laughs> Names are not my strong suit.
4: And we just started making, a, by just a couple months ago, a hard ginger beer. Um, actually, really? I've been a huge fan of this company for years. It was a really serendipitous and awesome phone call we got. Our friends at Halyard's out in Burlington, who you're going to be able to actually purchase in New York in a couple weeks. Mm. Uh, very, very, very soon, uh, which is dope. I, I really can't recommend it enough. Um nuanced really balanced super spicy which i love um yeah it's it's, like a goslings or yeah so imagine or like yeah you remember crabbies the british brand you know those guys imagine crabbies but i mean frankly better and spicier and drier uh it's awesome man it's great to have them for the you know the cooler for the barbecue is cool but doing cocktails with it is i was just
2: gonna say is it a mixer right i mean i'm sure i'm gonna be adding my dark rum to it immediately
4: Oh, man. Dude, how good is that in the summer, too? <laughs> oh,
2: I mean, I've been drinking uh, margaritas, and I haven't What's drank that? hard liquor in a long time. 20, 20 years as a bartender making so many, I just was like, I can't I can't drink them. And now, you know, two or three years left of it, I'm like, hmm, kind of want a margarita. Not rocks. I'm not, you know, doing going crazy. But it's one of those things, you know, like I, I used to love my dark and stormies. And sure. as a bartender, I'd make them behind the bar, just have them to sip on throughout the night. And then I think I gotta get back into it again. I think if I, I w- would love to try it with this ginger beer. That's you say uh oh, Ben yeah. what was the name of it? They're called Halyards. Halyards.
4: Halyards, yeah. Yeah, out of out of Burlington. They're they're dope.
2: That's uh, one I gotta I, try. I gotta get how back bad do
4: those that. uh how bad do those margaritas put you on your ass now as a grown ass man? Oh, uh, you know, right? it's
2: not as bad. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I do fifty fifty. It's fifty tequila, fifty percent uh yeah. you know, the mix. I have maybe one and then I start drinking, you know, eight percenters afterwards. There you go. Um, I was just telling the guys before this, you know, I'm down here now three days a week in my basement doing shows. I do this and then I I, I have a poker night. with My buddies up in Boston and Maine and I, that's the Boston and Maine night. I do margarita right away to start the night. And then uh, I do another show on our station. I um, do the the board hopping and technical stuff. And I start that show every time with a margarita, and then I go right (laughs) to my beer. So I'm actually kind of used to it. I've been really good. I don't know about you, but I've been really good uh, during this to not start drinking before five. Today was a little bit of an exception, Um, but you know that's definitely helped. And but once five once five o'clock comes around, it's on. I mean, I'm I'm full force, no turning back. So I I, I've been it it does does hit you hard a lot harder than even the eight percenters do
3: what's what's your drink dan other than beer
4: oh man yeah we're margarita fiends for sure yeah I'm, uh, I'm not holding down you'll find me passed out in the garden out in front of our apartment <laughs> that's that's where i'll be at yeah um we we've been crushing a lot of micheladas lately too you guys mess with those
1: what is that I've, i saw that on uh um help me out here that uh beer account we all love I can't i take it no chaser no never mind uh, i'm sorry uh, what, what is a michelada?
4: I'm glad you weren't asking me for help, because I have no idea what Instagram <laughs> account Work Wrangler.
1: Me. Sorry. Yes, Work Wrangler. Wrangler, of Wrangler.
4: Michelada is like kind of a, an ambiguous um, uh, recipe. You know, it's like uh, different people have got their different ways. Um, but basically what it is, for all intents and purposes, you want like a no-fail version. Ice, Clamato. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beer of your choice. Lime juice. Some salt, if you're into that, I am. Yep. Uh, hot sauce to your mm. to your taste, and uh, almost we, like
1: a like a Bloody Mary with beer, kind of. For all intents
4: and purposes, yeah, ah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can, uh, you know, depending on your access to stuff, you can definitely dress it up. But I guess the same as the Bloody Mary. Sure. The, the flavors like maybe um, trend a little bit more Mexican than New England, but aside from that, like it's pretty pretty similar. And uh, we made a pretty dope breakthrough yesterday after years of, you know, going with the Mexican lager to make it, which is delicious. Um, we ran out of Mexican lager yesterday, uh, simply. Uh, we went through all the Modellos and then we went through, we had Echo of Nothing from Threes, who are incredible lager makers, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what else do I got? I'm like, I have a whole fridge full of dope, fresh, single cut IPAs. What do we have to lose? <laughs> <laughs> And we, we mixed it up with some uh, some of our Super Bon Bon Triple IPA, uh, which is like all... I haven't
3: that in a while. Wow.
4: that's That was a big boy. That was fun. That was our yeah. little COVID treat to ourselves. <laughs> um, but it's this super, super juicy without um, being like too uh, spineless, you know, triple IPA. So it's got a good amount of bitterness to it. A lot of pineapple, a lot of mango. So blending it up, you know, it was very fruity, but it had this really cool kind of like... Um, chili mango thing going on that was super good man yeah, I was in love that does sound that. delicious so that's the new go-to and that, might have to try that one day mm. Please
3: put a little sriracha in there next time there you go oh, oh yeah God, Different God, kind I of heat love in sriracha though.
4: we were working with the Cholula, but the sriracha would have been mm. good that little sweet it's, and spicy Cholula's you know? good yeah. shit too we went, we went with the all the all spice and vinegar but th- I like that that sounds delicious mm. yeah I gotta mess with that
1: <laughs> try it out by <laughs> sapuro and It'll be then a mix in the, the sriracha oh yeah Yep. full asian
4: yeah. yep keep it nice and dry yeah i love yeah. those those japanese rice lagers are my that's my like it's so
1: it's too. so fucking great it's uh just a no frills really clean lager i love it love Spurro. love the can too
4: oh uh, dude the you're talking about the the hard shell ones yeah, worms?
1: yeah. yeah. The, it's not perfectly spherical it's nice right. it's, like, oh, it's yeah. like a
2: good sexy waistline yeah. It's got some curbs to it,
4: man. Uh-huh. It's, got some, it's, it's got some juice. I don't know why I think of it that way.
2: But, uh, <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'm going to take my That Sapporo's got some hips. Love it. They sell them
4: by the singles in my bodega. So that's an easy go to for you. Of course. Yeah, I, um,
2: sure. I, I, so I've been to, I, I won't say been inside, but I've been outside of Single Cut. I think there at the time was an event going on. So when I did travel over, um, I couldn't make my way in, but there was a local store, I, I mean, probably right around the block. And they have plenty of your stuff right on the shelves. So it was very easy to find. And we've been getting it out here actually uh, today. um, Went off. I was mentioning before the show. um, Oh, nice. Yeah. uh, Pete brought over electric (laughs) blue. I drank the one that I had immediately. And then I was like, I need more of the single cuts. And so I went to probably a block away and my guy had it. He had two. We had the, the electric blue grabbed me a four of that. And then um, the other one is, uh, I know what it is. Did we say it before?
3: That's dank weed. That's dank weed right there. Which yeah, we we'll try it? and get
2: the kind at all times. Yeah, there you go. That is good. Oh, is this real life? I, I, oh, I nice. It. Yeah.
1: Probably I, I, not. It's probably a simulation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, that's where the can Ah, <laughs> like.
1: oh, I've seen that. I yeah. think I've had that one. That one's good.
2: So I, I, uh, I've had a number of them. And one of the great things about single cut has always been its identification on the shelf. I think it stands out to me. A lot of the artwork kind of pokes his head oh, nice through man. other things um, because of not only just what it is, but it's almost, I like more simple things, just simple. Here's it is. This is what it is. And I also love
3: is, so is that the crown?
2: Yeah, the crown. The crown is always- and then to me, it's always the that side label. That side oh, label nice, is what I'm looking at every single time because it gives you exactly what you want to know. Um, tells you the IBUs, it tells you the uh, ABV. Of course, it tells you if it's a dry hop, a double dry hop, or whatever it is. It just gets right to the point. And I've always liked that from single cut. When I purchase it, it's very easily found. And boom, right there. You don't have to go searching through the artwork to get it. You get your artwork, you get your you know, your eye candy, and then you get your, your data, which is what I'm looking for as a good craft beer drinker. What is this? What am I drinking? That's what I'd like to know.
4: Mike, you want to know the, uh, the Jedi mind trick there? Uh-oh. You feel on the side of that can? Yeah. Run your fingers over where it's yes. a single cut.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, raised right, right there, right on that. Got and it does. Hold in it. your Frater hand, you're feeling like a sweet like- child. Yep. <laughs> My baby.
4: And then it's coming home with you. Yeah, exactly. you adopted it. It's sweet And baby. also
2: the uh, the tank, too. The tank is raised as well. Oh, that's uh. On the, this was on the electric blue. Oh, no, that's what That weird. is the ghost
4: that's
3: in uh, Mike's house.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't know this the I mean, whole time, most either. of us
3: had imaginary
1: friends when we were kids. Mike had poltergeist, so. Right. It's-
2: <laughs> I actually had uh, I had flies, of thousands of flies <laughs> appeared in my, <laughs> my living room, never left the living room. I had to kill them all with bug spray, and there's no doubt in my mind that that was definitely, and I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in like that kind of level of stuff, but there was definitely something abnormal in my house at that Were time. Were you
1: visited by any other plagues in your childhood
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no locusts, no. And have no, been uh, eating is... frogs for years. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's good eating. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, so the walls bled once in a while. So. I mean, yeah. it adds character. Yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't grew up paint, in Amityville where the
2: Amityville, <laughs> where the Amityville Horror took all of the fame. My house would have been nothing oh, man. compared to the Amityville Horror House. That's yeah a, he,
4: that's a good short story to have the runner up on um, yeah, haunted the house dude, the
1: also second most haunted house, house you know.
2: <laughs> I should start I should start tours. I don't know why I threw the can Where, out. where are the start.
1: horror movies about your child at home, Mike, yeah. Really?
2: <laughs> um they're at, it's still at Blockbuster Video, so go find one first. Oh, I think that's, that's, really that's haunted old. in and of itself.
3: That's in nice. a house where the toilet never flushed.
2: Yeah, well a- well. The and downstairs the toilet thing. had a tough time. And the salt thing fell off the wall. Right. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in my house. I, um, I, but what I had from you know, these last few years, in addition to what you guys are still putting out, has always been you know uh, like delicious. I've never been oh, disappointed thanks, by a single beer from you guys. Um, give me a little bit of uh, the history of – because I, I want to find out kind of where the beer started. So what was kind of the first few beers you guys brewed and then yeah. give us a little bit about where you're right now, because I, I've been following the Instagram over the last few years. And I feel like there's, you have more Pokemon to collect than anyone I've, I can think of. <laughs> there's so many beers you guys release that I'm like, I got to get that. And then I, you know, not all of them reach me. So I sure, get, yeah. uh, I get frustrated and I can't always get into Queens as I should, but well, yeah, the, give me a little background on where you guys start on the beer lineup. And then right. Tell me a little bit so, about today's stuff.
4: Our OGs are still with us for sure. Because our first beers were 18 Watt Dean, uh, well we used to be called 1933 Pilsner, but it's now called Plain Top Pilsner. We changed the name about two years ago on mm-hmm. that particular beer. Yon, um, which is our kind of like lagered wit beer, those were our OGs. They're still with us today.
2: I've seen 18 Watt um, a lot. Like that's the one I would. 18 Watt's
4: the is the big guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the lead horse for sure. Was um, was
3: Double Stack part of that? Yeah, full stack.
4: Yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, brass tacks for us for full stack. We don't make a goddamn cent when we make full stack. Oh, wow. So we make it every now and then for sure. We just can't afford to make it all the time like we used yeah. to. Why is that? What's the? Uh...
2: Is it ingredients that hold you back, or is it yeah? Distribution? So, like, what's all the... Yeah, so so basically that's the
4: deal for us. Like it, it was, we kind of made it our our goal. We wanted to be the best on the shelf. That's kind of what we set our our thing at. We said, that's you know, that's a great thing. We thought so too. We're like, it's like this is something that's um, never going to be. A totally attainable but it's always something that we can strive towards um, trying to be the newest and the coolest um, that's an incredible endeavor and my I legitimately tip my hat to like everybody who has a line down the block and is packing people out to buy $22 four packs there, there's no shade there that takes an incredible amount of art to make that work for sure but that's just not what we were after, after a couple of years, you know, for us, it was like, we, we want to be accessible. We want people to be able to find the beer. We want to be able to go to that guy down the street and him have two offerings that he can in good conscience say, Hey, you're going to like these, buy these. Yeah. They're a little bit more expensive, but you're going to get what you pay for. You know, so that was, that was our big goal for us. So, so we used to be churning them out all the time, two or three new beers every single week, um, spreading them out and all that good stuff. But You know, what ends up happening is that you get shops who are really excited. They're big supporters of the brand. They love craft beer. They love the story about craft beer. But you have to have a consumer uh, base in line with that, right? So what ends up happening is maybe they buy three cases of something they should have bought one case of, you know? And so we saw, like, hey, if we're going to put out three beers a week, and all of these really supportive, amazing shops are going to buy every single one of those beers all the time, eventually somebody's going to end up with that one last four pack that's stuck way in the back that nobody gets to. And they're, they're not going to get the same quality, which we're used to. So we changed it up a little bit about two years ago. And we started making a lot less beers and a lot more of all of them. So it was kind of the best of both worlds, right? So the beer is still fresh. The beer is still to that shop and on time. But instead of every single person who works at a bottle shop all across the Northeast and now the Midwest having to memorize 26 single cup beers, you yeah. only have to remember <laughs> four of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's a really good way for them to point at it. So our basic MO, aside from COVID, COVID's been its own unique world, right? Yes. We put out about one special beer like Electric Blue every month. We make a triple batch of it. So we make a lot. So any single cut store across the Midwest and the Northeast who wants that beer, they're going to be able to get it. 10 cases of it? Probably not. But they're going to be able to get a couple. And then upstate, we make the big dogs. So we make Weird and Gilly, 18 Watts, Softly Spoken Magic Spells, Plain Top Pilsner, and a couple other little side players. And those guys are available 365. You can find them at great grocery stores all across the Northeast. And, and that's been the MO. And frankly, that's been perfect for us. Everybody gets fresh stuff. Everybody gets something new every month. Um, I also do all the social media and all this stuff. So it gives me only one thing I have to talk about because, man, <laughs> You got to be like twenty years old to do that shit these days. That is yeah. way too
0: intense. Way too <laughs> much. Yep.
4: It is a lot. It is a lot. Nonstop, man. Three AM. I mean, people with the questions. Oh, with the questions. Oh, oh.
1: what's the weirdest question you've ever gotten via social Uh-oh.
4: media? Oh, nothing interesting, which is the <laughs> worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody.
2: You guys have bathrooms? Like, come on, really? No, that's, no.
4: honestly, it's that stuff all the time.
2: Yeah. It's
1: are you chinchilla friendly at the brewery?
4: Chinchilla, only <laughs> chinchillas. It's like, hey, what time does the does the tap room in Saratoga County open?
1: You know, I, I, look. <laughs> do you, do, now, do you want to respond like, hey, Google probably knows that too. I don't think I need the direct message.
4: Is that- yeah, I mean, like, I've definitely wanted to throw out that Google leak a few times. <laughs> Let <laughs> me Google me, the way that for you. I think you. about it, and, and forgive me, because I know this is like the most corporate answer you can have, but like, like we fucking work really hard. I know those people work really fucking hard. And if they took the time to message me, they obviously just didn't think about going to Google. So that's cool. You'll always get a sincere answer. Uh, I promise.
3: Come on, we all know what the worst question is. Hey, what do you guys have on tap?
4: Oh my God, what can't <laughs> you have? I <right laughs> list with
3: Yo, everything.
4: I got to write you an SAT like yeah. for that. Like that's nuts, man. It's Which like rate- hey,
3: just go to the website, or go to beermenus dot com, or go to you know yeah. whatever.
4: That one you'll always get that response from me. Just for like, you know, for like, I, I mean, I'm gonna have arthritis at you know 50 <laughs> years old already. I, I don't want it, you know.
2: I think the they easiest way to, I mean, do it, and most of the breweries are doing it, is just go all through social media and direct them to one place where it all is. So singlecut.com. If you go Single to singlecut.com, cut.com.
4: singlecut.com,
2: and they,
4: singlecut.com, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday.
2: <laughs> $10 Legal gets you the whole seat, but you're only the edge. <laughs> um, you guys have been doing uh, New York City deliveries um, yeah. for a, a little bit now. When did that start? When, when were you getting excited about that? When did you have enough beer to do that? Right. So, I mean, so here's kind of the
4: story for all breweries in New York State and some inside baseball here, but – for all intents and purposes, a lot of breweries in New York always could have done delivery and always could have direct shipped to consumers, but didn't because of essentially like an, an unspoken pact with the wholesale companies. Correct. Uh, yep. Which is, uh, it's fair. It's business and it's business. You can argue it both ways. Both sides are totally legit. Like a lot of things, COVID really erased the the rule book. So a lot of breweries jumped into it for us, it's something that we've always wanted to do. And we're just kind of respecting the truce, you know, for all intents and purposes. We have some additional licensing at both of our breweries so we can do that legally in compliance, within compliance, uh, not just during COVID and all the super cool benefits that the governor's office gave out. Um, not that he needs any more accolades because uh, he's like the, the media darling of 2020, but checking any political affiliations you might have just as a brewer. Uh, and uh, and working for a brewery, the Cuomo administration um, is yes. is the beloved uh, yes. of all brewers. That's for Over sure. Over the
3: last so many years, he's changed so many laws, um, just making it easier to get permits, get licensing. Um, I mean, how many years ago was it where you weren't allowed to have a pint in Crazy. a in, in the tasting room and then without a tour? It changed, and Nuts.
4: those those are huge for brewers. Huge. Totally. And then this year pushed a whole bunch of stuff before COVID. I mean, so we don't have to pay sales tax on on flights, which is an amazing and super impactful thing to give.
2: Wait a second. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing, yeah. I mean, it's all
4: about encouraging tourism for out of state. And when you have so many roads cutting through New York at all different stages from so many different places.
3: Now, I do have to say, the Brewers Association, uh, New York State Brewers Association lobby for that
4: big-time Paul Leone. Paul Leon, Big Ups Forever, PL. <laughs> that, man, that man is the king in my book. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the man, for sure.
2: He had a magic tongue. He knows mean, how to get stuff done. Not touching that one, but yeah. <laughs> no,
4: me um, Thank you. Uh, Paul's, Paul's the man, that's, that's for sure. And then, uh, and then when COVID hit, you know, the, the Cuomo administration and Vince Bradley, who was in charge of the SLA, hmm? they got a lot of shit done real quick, you know? So they allowed everybody to take out, including restaurants, which was great. Kept a lot of restaurants on their feet in incredibly difficult times. Um, gave that go ahead for delivery for people who wouldn't have the correct licensing to do it on a temporary basis, but have been very, very uh, thoughtful in their extensions of it, which is all great. So for us, delivery is here to stay. Um, it's a huge part of our business. It kept all of our bartenders employed more or less. We um, delivery people, right? Us. I
2: mean, pretty they much jumped in work. their cars and were delivering to doors.
4: And of course I can't, Obviously, overlooked the most important component of this was the consumer base, because not only did people embrace it, accept it, but I, and and I can't say thank you enough for this. For the months of the end of March and then in April and the beginning of May, our deliveries saw about a twenty to twenty-five percent uh, gratuity average.
2: Wow! Uh, wow! Which is, a,
4: which is a fat tip, anyways. But when you think about buying a case of beer, which is going to cost you about a hundred bucks, right? You know, yep. People just dropping 30. We even got a couple hundred dollar tips for our delivery drivers. Oh, that's awesome. Incredible, man. And so that's been something we've totally embraced. So we deliver to Queens seven days a week. Uh, we deliver to Manhattan a couple of days a week. The island, Hudson Valley, Brooklyn, Staten Island, wherever you are, we'll get beer to you. It's what's <laughs> kept us going.
2: So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the people in the local neighborhood in Astoria can walk to it. So it really it definitely helps. And even so, if they didn't want to walk during the height of all this, didn't want to even go yeah. out of houses. But now, I mean, you still are able to reach people beyond where you could ever reach before. Like I said, Hudson Valley. I mean, who would be coming down? I mean, maybe on vacation, but who'd be coming down? But now they can get it delivered right to their door. And it's yeah, for sure. easy and low cost compared to what it would cost to take a vacation to come down. That's Just get sure. it right to where you want it. Yeah, it's great. And
4: I mean, our Hudson Valley guy is another one of our bartenders who can't work right now and instead makes it up by doing these deliveries. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's, you know, apples to apples. Of course, the world is very different right now, but for a lot of our staff, they've been able to work just as much, hopefully taking home just as much. I don't want to venture into other people's pockets, but I I think that is the case. Um, Yeah, And I'm happy to say it'll be here for us 365 for forever. Delivery is not going away and Frankly, man, when that couch is feeling right, it's feeling right. <laughs> yeah. We love, have, we love having people to the brewery, but,
2: you know. Yeah, if, if it means me not, me being as lazy as I can, we're just getting the doorbell ring, right? answering it on my phone and saying, thank you. You're 21? Yep, bye-bye, thank you. When Netflix is asking you if you're still watching, it's probably a good
4: day to get delivery, you know what I mean? <laughs> good point. Yeah. Are you
1: guys open now, uh, New York City, or is, or is, the, is that considered, like,
4: we're not for game either game. though. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're being a little conservative, but that good. we think that's the right way to be
2: good. Yeah. Um, Great.
4: For us, as long as yeah. so it's not
2: hurting business, you're not going to truly, you know, suffer even more of a step down than where you're already at. Right. I think yeah. you might as well. Why? I mean, if you're, if you're treading water, then continue treading. If you see any trends in any direction, then you can make the appropriate changes with the phases the way they are.
4: That's, but, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, if, if you're in straits where you need to be open right now, regardless, hell or high water, you got to be open. Like right. you're going to go out of business. Your family isn't going to be eaten. If you're not open, then that is what it is. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, a, an assumed risk that your consumers take. Uh, it's an assumed risk that your employees take and you take. Uh, I, I, we support that hundred percent for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, go get them. Just we're, we're blessed that we have other revenue lines because sure. we're very, we're a unique business. You know, we, you know, we 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 distribute nine out of ten cans. You know, one out of ten of them we sell in our tap room. So for us, huh. we have other means of keeping the lights on um, as it stands right now. So very I, fortunate. I That's good. It's incredibly fortunate. Yeah. So by no means do we begrudge anybody who's open right now at all. It's just we're we're privileged enough to be able to get to make that call to to be a little conservative. So we're, we're choosing to do that. So. Uh, for New York City, we probably won't have that taproom open in any recognizable form to like what it used to be until after Labor Day at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking more even maybe more into like October range.
0: Okay.
4: Um, and then for upstate, um, we were actually ready to open up a beer, big beer garden about a week ago. Um, but they've kind of had their first kind of sightings of maybe there's a little bit of a spike again. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe spike is too dramatic of a word, but trending the, the direction nobody wants to see it. So uh, we went ahead and postponed that as well. That'll be kind of a, a Labor Day or after endeavor. But and,
3: and you guys did that on your own?
4: Yeah, that was, that was our decision for okay. sure. Um, and, and I mean our truly. I mean, it's an incredible, diff- incredibly difficult time. I mean, there's so much information coming from so many directions uh, for sure, especially in the early and days.
3: oftentimes it's conflicting.
4: Uh not even touching that one, man. That's yeah. to say the least.
3: Yeah, we, we could spend about three, four, five hours on that one.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean not even getting into that one. But we uh in March, you know, we uh the week before the shutdowns happened, we had some staff members who have a ton of ownership in our brewery. You know, that's that's something that we really like to foster. We always tell folks very cool. If if you're doing your job, somebody should think you're the owner at some point. You know, because you be for rich, you know. Yeah. And, um, they frankly gave it to me. I mean, they really laid into me. So they're like, there's no reason we should be open this weekend. We should be closing. And this is, you know, a week before any That's bar closures were announced. Yeah. yeah. And you know, for us, we're still a New York city business, New York city based business. You know, the hustle is it's in your blood. You know, you don't, you don't say no to things and no, they laid in and they didn't let up. And it, I took it, you know, the the only way I could, I mean, it was, it was, it was done with the best, uh, with the best of intentions and they were totally right. You know, so it was nice to get to be a week later after we'd been closed for a week, get a talk with them and just be like, yo, see, you know, thank you for uh, for being so intense. You know, you were, you were totally right. Uh, You know, we got a million things going on. We were waiting for the state to say to close, but yeah, we were ready. Close early, be safe, better than sorry. And you know, the flip side of that is, you know, Our staff has been, you know, 99% healthy, which is great.
2: Can't ask for more than that. Just about to ask everyone good, uh, in the brewery family. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We had one associate who was sick, but, uh, was out a week before and took a full month off just to be triple safe and we let him work from home and cool. Yeah, that worked out great. And frankly, we've needed all hands on deck. I'm sure you've heard this from other people, but yeah. Yeah. Breweries have, uh, have been struggling to keep up for sure. Um, People are drinking a lot more, uh, at and so home. you you yeah, have no, a new
2: distribution that's reach at this point. You said you have your own candy line now. I want to talk a little bit about that. But I mean, you mentioned the Midwest as being part of your distribution. Mm-hmm. So how did that evolve? Because typically you think maybe East Coast up and down the Northeast would be the right. direction, but you went kind of right across the top there. So tell us what yeah. the thought process is with that, and and who are you using as a distributor,
4: and what markets are you in?
2: Right. Yeah, so we,
4: we've got a pretty big swath now. Um we, we, we try and keep it a little close to the vest just because it's like, you know, it's the nitty gritty, but it's um for us it gives us more guests to interact with and you know, more people to share our beer with. Yeah. Um our distribution footprint's pretty wide now. Uh we go from Maine down to Virginia as far as East Coast wow. goes. Uh the one hole being Delaware, but that'll be the next on the uh, the list. Delaware's
2: now. a hole for everybody. Just I know. A, yeah. A it, is a, it is a hole, yeah. <laughs> Go to, go Red to Yeah. Delaware. <laughs> Delaware. So I've got, I got a quick, I'll, I'll interject really quick. I went to, Del- I went to school down in Maryland um, and my buddy lived in Delaware um, and we went to his house for the weekend uh, after, I guess the first semester. And as I'm driving through from Maryland to Delaware, I'm just driving. it's a big open area. There was a place called Bob's old beds. So let me tell you what Bob's <laughs> old beds is. It is a. You tell me is exactly okay.
1: what it sounds like. It, it is. is
2: have, it, have you ever seen wow. cattle grazing in a field? Replace the cattle with old rusty beds. And that's what Bob's Old Beds was. It was a like an antique like store. No, no, no. Bed frames. Metal right. rusted bed frames all in a field for he, miles.
3: Pete, get your, your head in the gutter with the old pea
4: stain. No. It's no, no. I, I, but, I mean, those I'm, mattresses I'm just as confused.
2: No, yeah, those does, ma- that doesn't
4: <laughs> offer any clarity. And yeah. there
2: is Delaware in a nutshell. I mean, as, as the the Come time on, I spent man. in Delaware, my I daughter listen,
3: goes, My daughter goes to school in Delaware.
2: Well, I listen, I, I like Rehoboth Beach. I like myself a little dogfish now oh, and then too. I mean, there's, there's nice places, but once you get off the shore, there's nothing but Bob's old beds everywhere you go. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's Cumberland Farms as far as the <laughs> yes, eye can see. Yeah, <laughs> Where do you think Harold and Kumar ended up? Whoa, I mean, that's whoa. where they are. They're still stuck out there in the wilderness in Delaware.
4: <laughs> wow. Bob it's, yeah, crazy. It, it's crazy how rural that state is. It's, it's it just is farmland, isn't it? It's Once weird.
2: you get out of the, the shores or away from water in the middle of it and then the outskirts, forget it. It's just, Nothing but cows and beds. It's, it's there's forty
4: seven angry Delawareans all coming for us right now.
2: God, they're on I Facebook so. already. Uh, I really hope so. I yeah, once they Delaware. drive the four
4: miles back to the main highway, they're going to be up here in five hours. They're going <laughs> to at
3: least us. with a bunch of old beds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're going to leave it on all of our front doors. No, right. I don't want any more Bob's old beds. It is. A I um I, feel like I I I, feel like I, I agree with now. you, Delaware. Oh, Delaware I I guess state. Delaware. I don't care as much about um, but. The reach to Virginia is surprising because I don't know if I knew that. I thought it was only kind of like, you know, Maryland area, but you go far pretty south. That's good.
4: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Virginia is actually coming up for us. So the first beers have not been drunk quite yet, but they will be for Labor Day this year. Um, And then we go out as far West as uh, Chicago.
3: I was going to ask that because that's a great state to be uh, a great town to be in
4: it is we're unfortunately we're we're in between companies right now uh for just for some some boring business stuff um, one of our companies just changed business models and kind of uh dissolved their craft division so we'll be back there in a couple months we've got a okay. great new partner we're excited about
1: they're distributing meth now is that the, is that the thing, <laughs> yes model it's,
4: it's hot man it, you, know,
1: <laughs> it, you gotta it, go where it, the money
4: is and you gotta remember you know a, a new customer costs you three dollars uh, but an old customer costs you nothing when you sell meth. Yes. <laughs> so just
2: think about that.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, it says meth, but what's my old saying, guys?
2: Death's also for babies. You know the
3: drugs unless <laughs> crack is free. And, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you get them, Steve.
4: That's how you, you get, get them. advice on this podcast, you guys. Yes, it is. We are uh,
2: comprehensive.
1: We're really to be educational. We're we're all parents here, so it's important. <laughs>
2: It's uh, here for the kids. Damn. Yes, this that's, is a kid, that's a, the kids. a kid show.
3: It's for the kids. Uh, yeah, tell. Can
2: you, you uh, give us a little rundown here on um, Electric Blue? Because um, this was oh, the yeah. first one I had. I like I said, um, one of my favorites is the Weird and Gilly. I've had it a few times now. Right. And it's like the go-to for me for from you guys now. Electric Blue was a little different. That right and, there. One, no. And that one's very good too. Well, that's oh, what that's my good. crawler was, by the way. <laughs> Oh, softly go. spoken magic spells and that got me messed up the other day um, so electric blue and weird and gilly are actually very similar genetically right because i would imagine if you're looking right, at the there you go. they obviously did it to well, kind of make for sense all the, the music
4: other. nerds listening to the word right now yes
2: is it bowie a bowie? bowie series
4: bowie yes. beers. Yep, weird and gilly. Right. so we got four bowie beers the the smallest one is some cat from japan Ah, which, yes. which just, just came out this week. I was just going to yeah. say, you guys are just releasing it. Just released it, yeah. 4.2% version of all those. So we call it our DDH Mini IPA. Huh. So it's the, uh, you know, it's for the it's for the Hayes boys in tank tops.
2: Is how I like to, <laughs> got, you know, I like to phrase that. They have the lover boy tank tops. That's what they have, to have. Oh, all,
4: shit. All Hayes boys like me aren't wearing tank tops, though. <laughs> yeah. Black t-shirts for life. Black t-shirt yes. mafia forever. I'm with oh, you. So you guys know what I'm talking about.
2: Well, I, I've actually I've done well. Like I said, I can pull off a tank
4: top. Me for sure. No,
2: I did. I I pulled uh, it off at one oh, live you're, show you're at you're Hexter. My stuff. You're getting better, Steve. Everyone's getting a little better. Everyone. You have kinda... lost
1: a lot of. It's it's embarrassing how Steve
2: has uh, lost one for you.
1: No, I no, uh, no how how. Uh, how more you guys care about your health and well being than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you just I, I, I don't cover. really you don't I, care about your life anymore. I don't. Oh my <laughs> God. Nail on the head. That's
3: I really don't care. If
1: if history is any guide, I'll probably once he starts going to preschool, I'll concern myself. With myself again, <laughs> right now, uh, throw it all out I'll the bend window. Bend that curve of uh, yes, you're uh, gonna flatten the dying curve. too young.
3: flatten <laughs> the
2: curve, flatten so, the curve. Pete, you got it.
1: Yeah, so it's you actually just age? right. Yeah, he's he's about five months old now, so we're we're trending oh my on, God. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah,
3: yeah he's, uh, he's dying
1: three. at like sixty-five to sixty-seven range. <laughs> but I'm hoping by the time he turns three, maybe we're back he up into 72. like the seventy-five. <laughs> there
2: you go. You want solid. to enjoy at least I mean, <laughs> five or six years of of retirement? Come on, without going to the hospital every we'll, two days. We'll
1: see. We'll see. Uh,
2: yeah, you'll be fine. I don't know. You'll, you'll, you'll <laughs> turn sure. it around.
3: You'll be all right. You're gonna turn it around. Yeah, turn it around. Be I around.
2: believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> you go, Dan. And you have the, the support
4: of, of Dan.
3: Dan believes in you. Yeah, that's all that matters.
1: Not to get off the weeds, so I start. I, I got bored. Like cereal is a very common breakfast food for me, and I just got bored having cereal.
3: So then I was in it. And so uh, then I
1: started having like just like uh, sautéed like ground chicken and steamed vegetables, so I'm like oh, it's sort of different, it's pretty healthy, right? very healthy breakfast and then you would be surprised like how steep the downturn in in health and nutrition i take by like the rest three of the day <laughs> when work and the kids have just beaten me <laughs> mentally into a pulp where like i've eaten a half a bag of doritos after starting <laughs> really strong with that breakfast and then it's you know
4: you know some say that doritos. bag was half empty but i'd say it's still <laughs> half full yes <laughs> think about that you
2: still have work to do <laughs> that's self-control right that. there
3: right there bro right there
2: Are we talking Cool Ranch are we talking uh, that that, uh, hot, whatever, that chili? I do
1: like the hot nacho, but then the the kids are around, so then I got got to keep it. uh, It's the regular ones.
2: Nacho cheese. Uh
4: Uh,
1: Yeah, just the regular original Doritos.
4: So I grew up in San Diego, and I've been told this is maybe regional, but did you guys have the Salsa Verde Doritos? No. No, Did that ring any bells? I do enjoy Salsa Verde. Missed out, man. Jesus. Is I know there was,
2: there was all these campaigns that Doritos were doing over the years for like those new flavors. I feel like I've seen it. I don't definitely have the green habit. one. There was the blue one, the red
4: one and the green one growing mm. up.
2: Really?
1: Is it still around?
4: I would, I don't know. I assume so. I mm. hope so. It was definitely the best.
1: We'd hope so. Now I want to make salsa verde. Sorry.
4: It was basically just like, <laughs> it was just the cooler ranch with like chili powder in it. It was pretty nice. good.
2: Hmm. Was pretty solid. Well, they make that, that, that God, it's chili something, whatever it's called. It's a purple bag now. Oh, that's like the sweet chili. Oh, yes, yeah, right? sweet, sweet chili. Sweet chili. That's, yes, thank you. That's tasty. That one I like. It's addicting because the heat isn't overbearing, right? And you just keep going, You're like yes, more heat, more heat, more heat. And it doesn't turn it up. It just kind of levels off. It's nice. But I don't want my
4: snacks being sweet. I want them to
2: be to be spicy, vicious. savory,
4: old, and sloppy
3: in the face. And- yeah,
4: mm-hmm. I want I want salt and fat. You know,
3: yo, Bingo. get that get Bingo. that sugar
4: right out of here.
3: <laughs> I found a place up in Rhode Island that. Actually I'm going on vacation next week and the place is called duck fat.
4: There you go.
3: There's one of those in Portland, Maine. Chain? It's thing? another one. Hmm. Duck fat. I mean everything they make Duck is, Fat milk. Oh, yes. There's one, one. in Yes,
4: yeah. I've been there
3: too. Yeah. That's My right. wife and yeah. I went there a few years ago. Well well oh. duck fat. Um, yeah.
4: There you go. If you want, if you
3: want to bring your tub of duck fat home, Pete. There we go. Know. Oh, don't tempt me. You can, don't. It's for <laughs> breakfast. With,
1: is that your top tier
4: animal fat? What's what's your what's your go-to? Hmm. I'm gonna Ooh. cook something in this fat.
1: I mean, mm. oh, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Pretty
1: boring. Uh, every now and then, like, I make if I make bacon, and then I get the urge. Like, I'll keep right. the bacon fat in the pan and yeah. then cook Brussels sprouts in set bacon. Oh, that's
4: good. That's good. That's good.
1: That's about as other than is. that. No, it's just.
3: Now, uh, I'll, very I'll Italian uh, olive oil fan. So I will make bacon, and then I will make French toast in the bacon grease. Oh, that's Ooh. hard. That's interesting. Hmm.
2: It's, it's, and then you got the maple syrup, which I usually put on the bacon anyway, going on the French toast. Now you're talking. It saves you a trip. Oh wow! Yeah, look at that. One bite. Actually,
3: actually, just recently, I treated everyone, and I did a brown sugar or, or candied bacon. Um, it was my daughter's uh, birthday, so I. Rub the bacon down thick cut bacon with, with uh, brown sugar. And Whew. I tried to make that out one time, that...
1: did not come out that well. I got to feel like I need to take another crack at that. Yeah, got Candy a handful full of sugar. It's fucking delicious. Oh. It's, it's cracked. But
2: not speaking of delicious, uh, Dan, I wanted to just quickly get the, the differences here on electric versus oh, yeah. <laughs> We're question. no, it's okay, that's the way we went to it. No, Let's I'm serious though, more like, about
4: animal fats, you guys.
2: <laughs> how much animal fat really is in these two beers? Uh, this is, this is not beer. vegan, Podcasts. are
4: these beers? <laughs> We're talking about nothing but animal fats for yes. the next two hours. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.
1: Welcome to the animal fat hour. In hour three, we'll We're be going, going to vegetable three. fats.
4: We've got Steve on line three. Steve, deer fat for real? Tell us more. <laughs> deer
2: fat. Thanks for taking my call, Daniel. Yeah, I'm uh yeah. I'm talking a little bit about the uh like uh, the ham chat The ham chat's delicious. And then I uh, Steve, and...
4: I can't hear you. Can you try dialing with less fat fingers? Yes,
1: for, the, for the crossover episode with uh, our Spotify uh, cohort, Joe Rogan, we'll mm. do elk fat.
4: <laughs> yes,
2: elk, elk so fat. <laughs> Not Got very it. fatty, though. Very lean meat. That I elk. assume it is. Um, no, I guess what I was going with is Electric Blue and, and Weird Gilly, right. um, they definitely have distinct tastes but yet they probably still have the same base right so-, so so we like to do
4: that a lot we have a lot of we have a lot of beers that are kind of like uh yin yang is maybe like a little bit too dramatic but they're like uh we call them like sister pairs mm. where it's like they've got a lot of similar genetics but we take them in very very different directions so not to get too nerdy about it, but that usually comes down to like fermentation temperature and duration, ah, uh, dry hopping rates time, or something for sure. It's incredible. You can use the, have the exact same recipe, but if you let one have a slightly different gravity, final gravity than the other one, be a little sweeter than the other, they can be completely different beers, mm. which you can be blindfolded and blind taste test and 10 out of 10 times. You'll say, Oh, those are totally different. Sure. Even though there's 100% of the same raw ingredient, we're big believers in that, like not to get too romantic about it, but the beer is a composite of a myriad of factors, thousands of factors that go into it, which is one of the big reasons actually for one of the criticisms we hear a lot about our brand is we don't talk about our hops. We don't say what hops are in things. And our big takeaway for yes. that, yes, yeah, we never do. And the reason for that is uh, a couple things. A, there's no such thing as a hop flavor. Uh, a hop is an ingredient which gets interpreted through a myriad of different factors before you hear it. You know, it's a note.
1: Oil duration and temperature along with uh, how it plays with the malt bill. and
4: Totally. And that's just the factors that we control. That's not even getting into the factors, the, the, the infinitely grander factors that went into making it what it is before it even got to our dock. Um, you know, a, we had a recent issue with that where we don't do featured hop beers. None of our beers have one hop or ha- even have three hops with one being the big thing. They're all big community efforts by big blends of hops that we're constantly adjusting and reassessing all the time because there's terroir. So you guys are on the island, wine country. You, you know what it's about. How much moisture? What kind of oh, soil content? How I much light are you
3: All the time. Just yeah, depending right. on the year. Temperature, every, uh, uh, a grape will change, and then that wine's different. It's the same thing with, with, with beer. 100%. Your malt, hey, depends on how many carbohydrates, what's the protein ratio, what was the moisture, and then that's just grain. Now you're looking at everything else, different hops you're putting in. What, how was the year? Was it dry? Was it a bad year? Was it a good year? Was it a – it's it, – the one thing I was told by um, when, when I was at Seibel – it's mm-hmm. lucky we can make the same beer again and again, uh, just from the variables that, that right. we
4: have. Yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, brewers, we, we often, we kind of worship Anheuser-Busch, which is a weird thing to say. Nobody expects brewers to say that, but... but the level it, of
1: consistency. Right.
4: It, totally. It's through the roof. And, and there's a million metrics you can use. Uh, one of the big things that we've done, which has really allowed us to, to continuously grow over the years, which is a very unsexy thing, is yeah, we go out to Yakima and we pick all of our hops by hand for sure. That's super, super important. Nice. Hmm. But the that way sounds like more a fun weekend is our full time quality control and quality assurance director who just sits in a lab every day. And all she does is she just does boring ass tests on our beers over and over and over and over sure. again. And it's that's so she can
1: make sure that what electric blue this week is the same, this month is the same as it was. Totally. Six months ago. Right.
4: Because that's the only way you get any form of consistency is having measurable metrics. Yep. Um, and then if you want to have maximum consistency, like, you know, Anheuser-Busch does, then you blend. That's the only way they can do that. You have to okay. you know, limit the, the margin of error because every single batch is going to be unique. And we decided years ago for us, it was like, we can either hide from the truth of that or we can embrace it. So we get asked all the time like on social media, it's like, oh, you said this is a particularly good batch. Does that mean the last batch was shitty? It's like, no, the last <laughs> batch was great too. And this is like a totally unique thing. Like there's way more pineapple in this batch than the last one. People are like, right. Oh, did you add
1: Because it rained out day where add- the hops came
2: from Amarillo? that week? Yeah, bro. It's all El Dorado <laughs> hops, man. Now they know. No, it's just it like, one hey, variable man. of the climate in, right. in October or whatever may march whatever it is or just those little yeast cells were just super
4: happy that day and they were just chomping away and they loved everything those hops had to say to them and that's how you end up with great beer you know and that's um so that's what it's about it's kind of what makes craft beer awesome and super special too is that no matter how much effort science money you put into it there's always a little bit of a craft and either you can embrace that and try and do the best you possibly can with it or you can you know Try and uh, control nature, which is what AB InBev does. And they do a really good job at it, you know. Um, their business practices are horrendous, and you know I'll never <laughs> say a kind word about that. But
2: wait, what? Wait, no, you're yeah, breaking probably no ground sh- here, Rob.
4: Probably no shock on the word, but you know what I'm saying.
2: Whoa. You know what I mean, Dan? What um,
4: QAC, QC, They're doing their job.
2: What? Uh, what are they doing? I know you said they did Weird and Gilly up up in uh, up in the Capital Region. What? What else are the other ones that are coming out of there? And uh, talk to me a little bit about how you guys share that distribution from those two breweries. So if you're doing a big batch up there, is it, is it trucked down and then distributed or does it go right from there? How does that all work
4: now? Oh man, you're, this is the, uh, the meat and potatoes question here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, one of the reasons why we chose that location. So specifically, not only did we love the the place, um, who was it beforehand? It was Schmaltz brewing. It was Schmaltz. Yeah. Schmaltz. Yeah. It was Schmaltz. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were a pretty classic brewery. They'd been open for about 25 years, uh, but they'd always been a contract brewery. Yep. Uh, and then in 2012 or 13, one of those years, hmm. uh, they built a huge brewery up in Clifton Park and started not just producing their own beers, but started contracting for a whole bunch of other sure. uh, breweries too. I it's a very big facility.
3: Coney Island, and
4: They ah, did, yeah. and they sold Coney Island to That's... Boston Beer Company.
1: Right, Sam Adams.
4: Right, and that was right before the brewery opened. So I'm sure that those were connected in some way I don't know about. Um, Yeah, so when we took over the facility, one of the big perks for us is, you know, we know, hey, 9 out of 10 of our dollars that go into our pocket come from distribution, so we should make this as easy as possible. So that brewery is pretty much right on the axis of the I-87 and the I-90. Okay. So we basically have the corridor connecting New York City to Montreal and then connecting Boston – Pretty much as far as you can go. West, just keep going. So it worked out great for us because we had really been focusing on the uh, on the Great Lakes region as we moved outwards, which has been a focus for us. I've been to Cleveland, you know, a million times in the last few years, um, which is dope. But that was not a setup for a joke. That's a, that's a great city. So is Buffalo. <laughs> so is Pittsburgh. <laughs> I get that a lot. I mean, big,
2: big LeBron fan.
4: Uh, you know, when the King speaks, I, I that's listen. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then, uh, so that worked out perfectly for us. So basically we can get beer from our brewery to Pennsylvania, which is our second biggest market in really? a couple hours.
2: Huh? I see. Yeah. I would have, I would have pegged it as more like Massachusetts or that's not, that's Connecticut. A, that's a close number
4: three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Massachusetts. Hmm. Uh, Connecticut's great too. It's just, it's just smaller. Like all things right. considered, you know? Nah. Uh, but
2: I, we, I know I've had single cut in Boston. I remember being in Boston. Oh shit. Uh, old reliable. Let's go. Bring it on. 18 wide. Boston.
4: City wise, that's our second biggest city. We spend a lot of time in Boston. Cool. And we love it up there too. Well, you know, it's nice to love everywhere when you travel on a company dollar.
2: That's, <laughs> right. a, that's a really nice this way to. Place this is love beautiful. Look at down. my hotel overlooking the Charleston River. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs>
4: overlooking <laughs> the parking lot outside of the airport. <laughs> at Boys. the Holiday Inn.
3: This at is beautiful. The with the crack whore
2: in the car. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I, I thought this was <laughs> she's a she's, wicked show. <laughs> wicked she's wicked scary.
3: Wicked scary.
4: Wicked scary. So yeah, so logistically it just worked out really, really well for us. Um, we're um, uh, Rich lived in Canada for almost twenty years. Um, really? My my whole family, aside from myself and my siblings, are Canadian. So we've we've got a bunch of uh, huh. a bunch of Canadian blood in the brewery. That's why I uh, know what
1: Quebecois is. Got that's it. That's right.
4: There you go. Got it. Just just I mean, get on the eighty seven. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Super easy, man. Um, so that's kind of like the next uh, the next place to conquer for us, which is really cool. Um, unfortunately, Canada is um, uh, very free and easy with like their civil liberties and their way of life. Extremely <laughs> controlling when it comes to alcohol, which is a little inconvenient. But otherwise, uh, that, that'll be next for us. And that's kind of a big perk yeah.
2: of being And a so that's- the
1: Great White North. That's,
2: that's where I was right. going with it, because they, they have a lot of- We've actually talked to a few uh, breweries up there. We've had a couple call into the show. Right. Um, last year, we were on this, like, the Canadian kick, and I was, you know, DMing people and asking them to call into the show, and they did. They actually called in. We're talking about it. What is the biggest hurdle to overcome to get distribution up north?
4: Oh, it's a hundred percent the province. Um, yeah. So obviously, the the two big ones that anybody in the East Coast are interested on are interested in is is Montreal and Ontario. Right. Um, Ontario has like a very straightforward process, but it's there's just a lot of like levels and tiers, and there's hmm. like a lot of very intense uh, waiting periods and verification periods. Um, I can't fault any of those things. The the intent is all good behind all of that. You know what I mean? But it's 2020. Uh, we have computers. You know what I mean? But
2: we don't have to fax things anymore. No if, dittos if you, need to be printed. You know,
4: a, a big brewery is going to deliver a safe product. Um, you know, uh, I would say 99 out of 100 times, but that's way too little. I mean, it's 999 billion out of a trillion times, right. you know. Have but you guys I appreciate you, that.
1: Have you guys so do, none of your cans have made anyone blind so far? So just, far. Just,
4: just me on Saturdays.
3: <laughs> <laughs> In the bushes. Yeah, uh, have you guys thought about going across the pond, going going yeah. over? Uh, because I know uh, I've spoken to a few breweries uh, that, you know, over over in Europe, they l- now love the American IPA like
4: they sure do. So I mean, we're they in.
3: Get enough of it. They can't get enough of it.
4: We just throw in the UK, um, and wow. that's nice. going to be stepping up a lot in 2021 with with some super cool news that it's not shareable yet, but the, the the second or 15th time I'm back on the word, I'll share it with you. <laughs>
3: there you go. Uh,
4: hey, the second. We've been in uh, Sweden for quite a while, actually, which awesome. is great. Really? What,
3: what about Japan? Because Japan, and, you know, is... And,
4: and Japan. Yep. You, you got, nailed, I have, I have those Jesus. are all of our markets. I
3: have mm-hmm. a couple of friends that live in Japan, and they said the, the craft market for, for our USA beers is... They, it's, it's like here in the the States where how we have shippers and you have all these different clubs that trying to share Japan is the same way. They can't wait to get their hands on American IPAs. So we launched,
4: uh, Japan in late, or I'm sorry, in, uh, in early 2019. Um, and we actually did a really special beer just for the Japanese market that we called Big in Japan. Um, Hmm which is, a, is like a, every beer we do is a musical reference. That one's like a four-way one. It's, it's kind of a Tom Waits reference, but it's also Ooh, this, ref, this reference to this super cool project we did. Um, we, um, we, have, we share some family with an ad agency in Toronto called Zulu Alpha Kilo, or just Zulu for short, um, and they're like very much the cool kids of Canadian marketing. Hmm. Um, they approached us with this idea of like, hey, we have this super cool idea um, for a, uh, for a beer launch, do you have any, you know, upcoming things? And we said, Oh, Hey, like we just launched Japan and it just so happens last year in April, uh, the emperor of Japan abdicated. Um, so his son became the new emperor, which is the first time an abdication had happened in like 60 years. So it was declared like a national holiday for a full month. So like, Hey, what a great way to launch the product. We're going to have, The entire population of Japan just partying for 30 days. So we thought, like, what is like super rock and roll about Japan? And when you really get into it, so many things are rock and roll about Japan. Um, We thought one of the secret things that the the Japanese music lovers have given American audiences and British audiences that we always take for granted is that they saved a bunch of our most beloved classic rock bands from the dustbin because they were adopted in Japan. Then they took that momentum and brought them back to the States and the UK. Um, so we decided to come up with this project called Big in Japan, where each four-pack of this beer, which was this delicious double-dry hopped IPA, um, very similar to Weird and Gillian, in its DNA, but it had some of our proprietary hop oils in it, which are awesome. We used some of our super, super limited uh, Nelson Savant hop oils in that particular nice. beer. Um, the hop oils are great because... Um, the first week the Yield. beer comes out, they can, yeah, oh, the yield's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And then they've got a really long shelf life on them. So Look. they can taste a little green for the first week or two. But man, taste one of those beers two or three months old, and you would never know that it was uh-huh. it was more than a couple weeks out of the tank.
2: Oh, hmm. well, that's great for overseas delivery.
4: Perfect, right? Yeah. So we devised this beer, and then we created four labels. And by we, I mean Zulu. They did all of the, the heavy creative lifting. So it was four unique kind of visual puzzles. Um, that all told the story of this one band that made it big in Japan. Hmm. But hidden inside of the image, the whole image was actually a QR code, which we kind of take for granted in the U.S., but in Japan and Korea, it's it's still huge. Yeah, everyday usage, for sure. So you would pick up this four-pack at the store, and it said in Japanese, basically, like, name the tune. Um, And then you'd kind of look at it, and if you couldn't figure it out, you'd scan your phone, and it would take you to a private spotify playlist that was built all about that artist and then all of the bands they inspired so basically here's all the music that happened because this one band was big in japan
1: that's who is that by the way
4: so well we did four different beers uh, or four different labels so we did one that was the runaways ah so i mean really like helped define what the punk rock (laughs) sound would be really put alternative rock on a course it never would be frankly a lot of
2: did you uh did you hear the the start of our intro? Did I saw your face light up? Do you yeah. know who that is? Oh, there was a there was a bunch in there. That was a thick that was a thick reference pool. Um yeah, there's a lot in there. But it starts off with uh, No Effects, which is one of my oh, favorite bands go. dating back to you know, nineteen eighty nine or something like that when that first album came out. That's Fat, like Mike, right? Fat Mike, right? Yeah, Fat Mike, yeah. He knows his way around a but
4: I like that. A little guy.
2: bit. A little bit. <laughs> But But yeah, I mean, you know, for, for punk, I'm a huge punk rock fan. I mean, going back to early sex pistols and, and bad religion and, and even like face to face and just random stuff and up into the the current era of punk rock. To me, all of that is sacred, and the Runaways are one of those bands, you know, just one of those things you got to have on repeat or in a a playlist, like you said. And we're Queens kids. So if you don't like punk rock, that means you don't like Queens. You know what I
4: mean?
2: You heard the Beastie Boys in there too, for their, uh, that's right, and High for life, man. Remains forever. That's <laughs> it. And listen, they were a punk rock band before they became the rap icons. They played instruments. They were to me punk rock. To me, it's just one of the iconic moments of music history. Growing up in the uh, mid '80s, so I mean, it's thick, you know. And, it, and it's an international conversation. Like music yeah. takes off
4: based off of like who gives it love and vouches for it. And thank God, like all of our Japanese homies over there, like were really like, you know, picking up on something that we, we missed. And there was a couple more in there. Uh, Deep Purple was a big one. Queen oh, no. actually was another one. Really didn't hit it until they went to Japan and got huge. And then for the US, as far as like single cut and our classic rock motif goes, it's Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick uh, was just a down and out, burned out band. Went uh, to Japan, <laughs> blew up, you know, Budokan. playing the Buda, Budokan like year two. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we sent it over there. So, so Japan's been great for us since then. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah. We do a little bit in Korea too. And then, um, some, you know, some sporadic stuff all over, but those are those very are international.
3: That that's yeah. great to hear, man.
2: I know it was, uh,
3: yeah. it was funny. I was hoping you guys did something like that. I did not know, but that's really great to hear because I know those, you know, those are audiences that a lot of brewers will never touch and you guys are already putting out a great product. So, um, we used to, the United States used to be looked down upon,
1: right. you know, like, yeah.
3: you don't know how to brew beer. You guys, especially you guys, in Europe, you guys suck. And then now everybody wants the beer from the U S and that's great to see.
4: Isn't it crazy, man? What a weird, what a weird thing.
3: It's, it's just flip flop. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was Ben Huskeboot, you know, Oh, nobody can brew anything <laughs> like a German then right. because
2: true. It's, it's
3: what
4: know? the attitude is. Do you think if Michael Jackson was with us today, he would be, like, oh, so happy? God. Or would he be pissed off that we're selling thousands and thousands of gallons of beer that looks like that? I think he'd be
3: pissed off. <laughs> I think he'd be pissed off, too. <laughs> no, man. Oh, man. I think he would be really pissed off, like, that's not real beer. <laughs> Holy crap, now I'm glad I'm dead.
4: <laughs> well, I got to uh, tell you, Michael, cheers to you for, for forever and ever, but yeah, man. It, it
2: works, man. It
4: works, I'll tell you that.
2: I like it. Uh, we interviewed Bobby from uh, Barrier. Brewing company. Oh, um, yeah. Bobby. I love that dude. Bobby's, Bobby's a, awesome, man. Fucking one of those guys. We I honestly don't remember the show. So much shit happened that night. It was ridiculous. So um he talked a lot about, you know, international distribution. He mm-hmm. went over to Europe a bunch of times and just he was sent out there to make friends and to share beer. And then from that, a lot of the the barrier um main uh let's say core beers are now sold like money goes international right Mm -hmm. um and some of the other core beers go international over to europe because same same thing like i said you know they have their their standard beers that they brew and drink over there to get an american ipa is like what we went through 10 years ago you know like oh my god what the fuck is this thing this is amazing so they're starting to go through their renaissance over there and their breweries can't catch up with what right, we're already putting out, it's going to take them years to get there. So why not take advantage of it now?
4: So, I mean, uh, one that Steve's going to chuckle at, but when we went over it for the first time, we you know we went to Sweden a couple of years ago and kind of launched it and had a fantastic time and had some really, really great beers. But um, kind of an inside baseball thing, none of the breweries had serious glycol systems. Mm. So like didn't really have refrigeration in the same magnitude that we do in the U S right. right. So the beer was really tasty, but you know, somebody would give you an amazing dry hop saison that was just like, yo, this is delicious. You guys have done a great job with this. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's my favorite IPA we make. And I'd be like, Oh no, that's not an IPA bro. No, that's not even <laughs> close. Like,
2: I mean, this is a delicious beer, but you got to call it something else. Are you yeah, calling this a- an IPA? Oh like, yeah, that's an IPA. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, Steve oh, made, we, Pete and I talk about it all the time. Pete, uh, and I had what Steve made, which was called Lager of Sin. So it was an IPL in mm. a sense. So the problem was it was called a lager. But it really was a, one of the most delicious IPAs, IPLs, whatever you want to call it, that we've ever had. It was, bar none, something that I couldn't get enough of. I would continually go, when it was out, buy it. But the problem is, some people are looking at it. Just calling
1: it a, a lager right? Right. It become, becomes a problem. That, the, w- the first time we had Steve on, uh, I think it was like the second brewer we had on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had not been a huge IPA fan. Uh, you know, those West Coast, super bitter, piney ones, just I, I can never really get into those. And we had Steve on, and we, we had an IPL, which I hadn't had before. And just opened it up for me as far as like what you know,
2: it was different. different It was it was juice. It was everything that you would want. Off, I'm really not
1: okay. I think was the was that particular (laughs) one, but uh, Lager Sin, yeah, so goddamn good.
2: Yeah, and and I guess when you go overseas and they think an IPA is going to be their saison base with an overhopped adjunct, you know, is it the the climate?
1: That they don't do refrigeration? Because I imagine Sweden has some colder months than we have here typically.
4: Yeah, I really don't know. And obviously, I'm majorly generalizing, right? I didn't go to every sure. single brewery <laughs> or whatever. You didn't but do I, your fact-checking, sir. But it was – I did not, no. <laughs> um, but it did seem to be kind of a, a reoccurring trend. It was just like, oh, here's like really great beer. It's just it's, – it's missing some in, like incredibly vital components to be this thing. What uh, they're is, calling it. You're trying to, yeah, uh, trying to make it. And frankly, like, I kind of dig that. I think that's great because we have 8,000 breweries in the US. So if Sweden just wants to drink our IPA, that's great. We have more than enough for them. (laughs) And I would frankly love to drink some more of that hoppy Saison Um, that they were calling IPA here. It was a delicious product. It was just. You know, sometimes the meat and the marketing don't always, you know, match up is all. I
2: think that's what they didn't know what to to call it. So they're trying to market it as something that people can get that mirrors what we're doing over here. But they still know their goods. It wasn't a bad product, like you said. But yeah. And the other
4: flip side is for for every other country and culture besides the US who want to make great IPAs and they're wondering why their IPAs aren't as good. Is because they're probably still under the fictitious notion that they're supposed to make money when they brew IPAs, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not going to happen. It Doesn't
3: happen in the U.S.
4: That's no it- so. So you got to check your European sensibilities uh, or your Canadian calm when you're like, oh, well, I don't think that beer is going to make us any money. It's like you're right; it's not. So there's no
2: benefits in the conversion factor of euros. It's to, not really uh, not
4: clicking. No shucks. So that's that's the number one so close. for sure fiddlesticks carl right and if you can't move a lot of those uh beers out of your brewery you know that's that's another strike against so and so i think that's the biggest thing state kind of yeah what you guys
2: are doing is you're moving volume you guys are are pushing like you said the the core beers, not a huge amount of variety but like a good amount of variety but Mm -hmm. massive quantity i think that's what really has truly defined your brewery at this point, because now I, I see so. the same ones on the shelf, mm-hmm. uh, electric blue as being a relatively um, not, not seasonal, but you know what I'm saying? The only brew it every yeah. so mm-hmm. often, but weird and gilly. I, I've seen a number of times and now, you know, six, five. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, is this real life, which I'm about to crack in a few minutes, um, you know, really again, defines the brewery. And I, I feel like every time I've had a single cup beer, I've never been disappointed. It's just, oh, thanks hilarious. man. I'm not trying to kiss ass. I'm just, I'm being serious. So, no. You know, and I'm
4: being serious too. It means it it's on it us. Just, I mean, and, and frankly I got to throw it up the, the ladder here uh, or up the chain of command. I mean, the reason why we can have consistency and be as good is because rich who owns the place and has his entire life on the line, you know, and his name is, uh, uh, you know, so much liability, you know, yeah. comes to him. He's the one who chooses every day for the last eight years. That he's cool with, like, hey, I'm. I i did not do this to make money. If I wanted to make money, I'd stay in advertising. <laughs> it's true. Um, so we can throw a lot of that back into our product, and that's not to say that our things are cheap or you know we're losing money. Uh, I'm happy to say that you know my my paycheck is cleared every week, which is great. That's <laughs> really what we what we aim for here. There
3: you go. Yeah. But
4: he's the guy who's decided, you know, time and time again, to the frustration of our finance teams, to the frustration of me. Um, the same thing it's like no i want it this way it's going to taste better this way i want to do it this way you know and that's you know so that's, he doesn't get a paycheck game sometimes, and, and sometimes you know that game, is what right? it is you know yeah. and he makes that decision over and over again and, so and I, I gotta throw my respect up the ladder there that's that's why the beer is good because we don't expect to to be millionaires you know he expects to give you're, people you're what are they no wanted, brewer,
3: right? brewer is going to be millionaires
4: that's for sure right
3: uh all the new guys that come in i'm sorry you're not going to be a millionaire <laughs> This, oh, is, man. this is not the – when you get into the brewing business – I really thought it was the get-rich-quick scheme that no, I've been searching for. No. Pyramid. Mm-hmm. A pyramid yeah. Well, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, but, yeah, you're going to be the bottom guy that's making no money. But.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be the, the fight. I mean, every single time we see another brewery open or another brewery close, you're seeing like a brand-new evolution cycle – of something else that's happening out there. It could be, uh, someone has a great product or someone has a great idea or someone, uh, didn't follow through on what they were doing. Or in Steve's Ooh, case, nice. someone that just was tired of the game, you know, and I guess trying to fight through again, I know Steve, you didn't think you were going to be a millionaire. You did it for the passion.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, we actually, uh, we started out right around when single cut started out and, uh, you know, we, we, we went a different direction. We went to all, uh, you know, dark. And, and uh, we, we were one of the first brewers on the island to do pastry beers. And, uh, you know, yeah, hey, we, we won a lot of awards. And we got a lot of accolades and sold a lot of beer. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't want to fight anymore with the new little guy that was trying to do everything.
2: But that's uh, it. It's, it's a constant battle for people that own breweries
3: you're, it, it, you're it in constant nowadays, battle mode. It, it, yeah. It's Well, you know, um, there are more breweries now in the United States than there ever were at any time. And in New York alone, uh, at one point, there were over 500 breweries in New York City alone back in the 1800s um, because each little community had their own brewery that took care of the, the two or three blocks that were that were there. Um, you know, everybody thinks that uh, owning a brewery, they're going to make this ton of money, and going to be a rock star, and going to be this. This one got. Plant. I got
2: something for you, really quick. Now you mentioned oh, that.
3: Shit, I, I don't know what that is, but um, so
2: this is huh. interesting. I I was gifted this. This is um, a bottle. By the way, produced-
3: this right here. This is just deliciousness. You know what this is, right? Dan?
4: that's uh, you drinking some uh, some mighty real hibiscus.
1: Oh, I ah, had that. Disco. My kids were thrilled that I was drinking... My girls, excuse me, were thrilled that I was drinking pink beer. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> and um, yeah, that's good. It's good shit. I've
4: had. I, that. Want to, I wanted that. to that that read you this. Really Got any extras? Keep those in the fridge. Uh, those we cellared some last time. They they that hibiscus just. Makes the, the legs go forever, yeah.
3: <laughs> that is good. That is really good.
4: This is I didn't a, know what
3: to expect from it. An
2: and, original and I'm
3: actually pleasantly surprised. Mm, that's all I can ask. i not a surprised, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy.
2: So this was a original uh, bottle from Lion Brewery of New York City. This original Lion oh. Brewery bottle.
3: Lion. Uh, Lion? It was
2: found in somebody's basement, uh, and the woman that gave it to me before she retired, um, she bought it from that person. Basically, uh, if you don't know anything about Lion, Lion was built in, uh, and established in 1857 in New York city. Uh, it was closed finally in 44, 1944. It's the sixth largest brewery in the United States. No one ever pays respects to those, you know, big breweries that were here. Like you said, there was a ton, an ass ton of breweries in the United States back I think in think
3: What are we up to? 8,000 breweries now? In the yeah. United. A little
2: over 8,000. Yeah. yeah. Um, and-
3: I know with COVID though, they're expecting to lose at least 10%, which is like, if you know, it doesn't sound a lot. That's a ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Uh, it is a real lot. And it's only because, um, it, one of two things, either there's no capital behind it. Um, or, you know, um,
2: couldn't quickly Like, what, adapt we did. like to what, was what we going. did,
3: we we're like you know what we're, we're we we had a good run. It was it was fun, um, but uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping a good majority of the breweries that we know on the island and in New York City and uh and e- even in the boroughs uh make it through this because there's way way too much really good beer out there, um, and it's to to be a craft beer connoisseur so to speak. This is, this is the best time right now. We're, we're really enjoying this.
2: Chin-chin to that. And, Dan, you mentioned you guys uh, were um, kind of, uh, I want to say contracting, but really, like, negotiating with or, or working nicely with Threes and KCBC. Did you guys come out with any collaborations uh, between those two breweries? Yeah, we have, actually. We did a, we did a collab with KCBC right before
4: – well, not right before, but about a month before COVID – which is actually one of my favorite beers of 2019 that we've done. Cause it was a, uh, it was one of those little passion projects that you could never justify doing except for a special occasion. <laughs> you know what I mean? AKA the sales director is looking at us like, how am I going to no, sell this? Sh- you know, sh- we lost
2: yeah. money on this, right? You know that. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to market this thing? So what we style this, was it?
4: It was an Imperial Schwartz beer. <laughs> oh, the fuck. And, and, the, <laughs> yeah. and we would love that. That but we how brewed how do you with. you get the, everyone to it? We brewed with cascara. Do you uh, you know what cascara is? You know that shit. Yes, I do not. I it's, used it. It's the little cherry that grows around a bean. coffee bean. Yes. Wow. Yes, yeah. and right. it,
3: it imparts actually it does impart a cherry flavor. Yeah, it's you like let it sit long enough.
4: Cherry coffee flavor. I mean, it's yeah. like it's it's crazy, um, and it's really really tasty. Um, it so happens that our good friends opened up New York City's best goddamn co- coffee roaster, just a few blocks away from the brewery. Um, they do all wood-fired coffee roasting. Uh, really? Oak coffee roasters, if you're ever in Queens, it's worth just, just go by and get a coffee, get some beans. It's incredible. Little <laughs> tiny shop in our neighborhood. It's beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, so they pulled in this cascara for us from uh, their, like, prized secret supplier. And yep. we brewed up this beautiful, traditional Schwarz beer, but we kicked it up to about 8% ABV. We let yeah. it lager in our horizontal lagering tent tanks for five and a half six weeks we aged on cascara for the last week um and it was it was dope it was amazing Uh, and uh, how many barrels of that did you do that was only 30 or 60 barrels so it wasn't uh it wasn't massive but it was a good amount of beer
3: i'm just trying to think of how much cascara you used in it
4: it was an embarrassingly large (laughs) amount of cascara that's awesome um, that was definitely one of those times when you you gave the receipt to the finance team be like oh you you, approved, you approved this and you asked me for
2: it and they're
4: like i don't remember approving no 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 it oh, no. yeah, was yeah, last
2: yeah. week you we Just, saved three thousand dollars <laughs> because the plane dropped it from a parachute at right. three thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. We so were supposed
4: so. to fly there and pick it ourselves, but we paid somebody to do it yes, for yeah. us. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it we turned out it great. It was it was dope. And the KCBC crew and us, um, they're another like music obsessive yeah. brewery. Yeah. Um, so one of our shared passions between our two teams is we're both huge um stoner metal fans we're both also huge stoners and huge metal fans and huge stoner <laughs> metal fans so you
2: guys got along with Bobby well I mean yeah, yeah Bobby Bob- from Barrier is Bobby's Bobby's brought the party a couple times yeah he has
4: um so we um we did our first we're big fans of the band Sleep I don't know if that if that means anything to you but um, this very, very classic, legendary California based um, stoner metal band. So hmm. we called it Mod Dube, which is a little reference both to sleep and to the Dune novels. Ah, and, um, I, I like Dune. It was dope, man. We we printed it with blacklight um, poster uh, labels and we canned it up and distroted it all across. We had a couple cool parties and hmm. nothing on the books with threes, but I'd love to do something because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of their beer, regardless of our. Yeah new professional okay. relationship. I, I just, I adore what they do and um, their dedication and passion for the craft is something remarkable. And,
1: and they're big the, on lagers as well too. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and right. incredible,
2: incredible say.
4: quality for
2: sure. So their lineup have, is very versatile. I, I like, I've been there once and yeah. what they had, I went, wow. It's like something for everyone. If you wanted that totally. double, you can have the double or the double dry hop or then the, the logger or the Pilsner or, just totally. something they do great job
4: and that's after our heart too we're we're big believers and not every brewery should be an all styles brewery but yep. if you can and you do it well that's like that's something to really tip your hat to and they do fooder lagers which is super unique yes. um which is awesome but they don't we have, have- one uh, no? i think
1: the only thing i've had from them is short food short fuse which is a like a smoked fooder yeah
4: smoked fooder mm. lager yeah
1: it's delicious. I actually <laughs>
4: just I just got a delivery from them this week, so I've got some I've got some Vliet pills in my fridge and uh, oh that's
3: great that's, the that's pills great. Is good
4: very tasty and we got uh, and some echo of nothing that Mexican lager that we made those tasty enchiladas out of now
3: anybody that's that's out there that's listening and they hear food or, um it, it's a actually it's a it's a wood vessel it's what you would ferment your beer in instead of being stainless it's wood um sometimes sometimes they are um been steamed where all the oak flavor is out of it and they just use it for bugs so you can collect any of your sour bugs in it and just reuse it again and again and again Uh or it does have an oak flavor to it or depending on whatever the wood was uh will add uh, you know partake in some of the flavoring uh for the beer those are
1: becoming pretty popular fooders right i know Fifth Hammer
3: um, Allegash has, has been using them forever. Yep. Rogues, uh, I know, had
1: had them installed,
3: and, and I know uh, Fifth Hammer got it, yeah. and then
2: they got it the week after we they, were there, or they like got the it the week before people, we like, were,
1: there. were there. They were there
3: and in. not brewing. That's correct. When they
1: were like, they got there like the week before. I think we had the show.
2: Did yeah. they have to? Um, they have to season them. So they have to run water through them for like a week or something like that. Right. They had them hooked up.
3: It depends on the company. Um, Some companies will, will deliver them to you um, already steamed, you know, where, where there's no more oak flavor, but it will trap any of your yeast particulate. Um, And and, so is that if you're brewing sour beers, you don't have to worry about it
1: infecting any of your other brews. Is that the,
3: it, it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing a wild yeast or Right. If you just, it, it will um, inoculate your beer with whatever um, you know yeast particle that you're using, hmm. um, so that it doesn't cross contaminate whatever else you're doing. Whatever you're putting in it, that's putting in it. You're not gonna put your normal IPA in at any time. So right, right, it's right. right. Be different.
4: Hmm. <laughs> it would no longer be a normal IPA, though. That's no,
3: it would not be <laughs> your half stack or any uh, anything like that.
2: It would be a Swedish.
3: So I made beer. Uh, a really safe, good yeah. decision and I went and got more electric brew, blue.
4: Yeah.
1: But the bad decision is that's the only beer I got. So I went and got literally one beer.
2: Uh huh. And been drinking beer. it the entire time. It is. You're in dire straits for the rest of this show. No, well, he's. He, he, I'm he's gonna, going
1: to just on. have to make another trip. That's the problem. Yeah, but.
2: that's how I was going to say. He can just go back to Flag and get Is This Real Life, which is going to be delicious. Well, you know it
1: Not I, to plug another
2: brewery,
1: I, brewery but we, I had water taxi. I didn't.
2: Yeah, water. I think it like.
1: to all you guys because this, is- this is really good. Yeah. I, again I had I that digging. terrific. It was very, very good. Different summary.
4: And a dope pause on that beer too, for sure. This yeah. year My uh, kids were thrilled that make- I was
1: drinking like now something. every time like uh, beer. I talk beer, they have to ask me how many different fucking colors the beer can come in. <laughs>
2: So same thing with mine. My, my kids are very heard. excited about
1: that. Yeah. And that, um, you'd give me that can Mike of, uh, from uh root and branch that, yes. uh, sour, it was purple. Yes. That blew their fucking minds. Uh, <laughs> that a beer was purple. So they got purple, they got pink.
2: Those dudes made crazy is... sour. Uh, Dan, do you guys, uh, produce any sour, sour IPA, sour yeah. adjunct? What's the, uh, Oh yeah. Sour yeah. Game look it's it's those. My, yeah.
4: Yeah. We got a bunch. Um, we we are kind of one of those all styles breweries, so you know we we do a. a, uh, a you did bunch a couple of different. bottle bottle styles, right? We did, yeah, just a couple yeah. weeks ago. So if we don't do the or stuff. Um, that's awesome. I just don't know where we would ever put them. Um, <laughs> we instead uh, in Queens have a uh, little Grundy tanks. So we've got little seven uh-huh. barrel tanks. So uh, they're like independent stainless steel. They all have their own little micro microflora blend in each one uh-huh. of them. So. We have our own house Brett blend that we, we got a few years ago, which we picked up in a barrel, and Hua Yeast uh, propagated it and stored it for us. So, a few of those have that Brett blend in there, and some have some lacto and petio blends. And our head brewer in Queens is, a, is still actually a very active and exploratory uh, uh, home brewer, but also baker, too. So, he's, he's a yeast obsessive. He's got a whole bunch of different cultures. Just bread and beer all day. All day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys came through. out with
2: patio no more, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys came out with reality is a new fiction, the Oak Age Sour, right? That was uh, Blackberry and Lime, yep. And then you had the uh, Mecha, Mecha, and you mecha, say, mecha, Mecha, Mecha. Yeah, uh,
4: you the, got two more, the, the other one, two more and
2: it's that was four, on the four Meaches, four Meaches. There you go, uh, the cranberry and Pinot Noir barrel So that had to sit for a little while, it did, yeah. And those are
4: all uh, Alan. Uh, bush is his name he's our he's our head brewer in queens those are his babies so yeah those went in around right after thanksgiving for a meet you meet you meet, you, meet you. Mm. Uh, and that sat there for that whole time on uh on pinot noir and on cranberries and we just bottled it up a couple weeks ago that's awesome it bumped yeah, it up to super, like
2: a seven five which was, was it awesome did, yeah. for a sour yeah and i would imagine yeah.
1: that's another one of those things that's not a not a Profit generator.
2: It is certainly not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's> not.
4: <laughs> By but it's no means.
1: Being <laughs> we um
4: for those we we actually use a mobile bottler. So he brings mm. a bottling rig to the brewery because we just don't have room in Queens, five thousand square feet. We can't sure. store a bottler we're not using it. And um, I did an actual um, non-comic spit take when I got the invoice for that. <laughs> you know, it's like there's like two stacks of cases of beer you know and i think the bill was taller than the pallet was but i
2: you know, was looking exactly. for my 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 bottler i have the red old school capper oh, oh, stop it. stop it. it. yeah it's here somewhere i don't know where i put it it's, it's well after that
4: I, we're gonna be doing that next time so yeah. <laughs> and we're then wax <laughs> dip in wax <laughs> yeah no it's you know homebrew 101
3: yeah. So then uh my my question i ask every every single person that comes on is uh uh, on our podcast um, on our show
2: Ah, radio show yes it's in podcast form afterwards we are yes. live sir
3: this is true i i i, I messed up today god you're a um, fucking nerd sometimes yeah, like
2: I'm, I'm i'm i don't give a shit
3: um all right so for you what was your the, the first beer that the first cramp yes you need to have that look um, what was the first beer that really like busted your cherry craft wise oh yeah what is the your the style that you really really enjoy Mm -hmm. and what is the beer that now you drink besides anything from single cup
4: oh man that's dope i love all that um the first one is easy but it's a two-way tie Um i told you i'm from san diego it's where i grew up it's where i went to college too um so for me alesmith x
0: ah there you go Mm -hmm.
4: that was my first go-to um, we would buy those bombers before band yeah. practice and split them around. You know, we quickly div- uh, figured out in college that the, yes, the, the Natty light half barrel is $80, <laughs> right? But it's only 4% alcohol and you could get stone IPA at seven, two or seven five, whatever it used to be. Or like a buck 40. If you had somebody over 21 buy it at the brewery. So that was a very quick math lesson for us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so El Smith X and then a uh, Double Bastard, very specifically. Oh, okay, uh, huh. nice. I think I've got a, a Magnum up there.
2: That's not it's Arrogant certain... Bastard. That's Double
4: Bastard. No, it's yeah, I Double got a, Bastard. I got, a, I got a DB up
2: there. I have one of those somewhere sitting on the old Arrogant Bastard. I love that aboriginal. goddamn label. It's yeah, so good. Love label. the label. King of labels. Uh, for
4: beer that I love drinking outside of Single Cut, which is an important caveat, Company Men all, you know, would have to would have sure. to Single Cut if not. Um, gee man, I mean, like the thing that fills the fridge, you know, for day in and day out for you know outside drinking, you know, the Modellos and the High Lifes and all that stuff, you know, whatever. Oh. As far as like craft beer uh, locally, I've always loved Transmitter out in Brooklyn. Yes, um, really great stuff and amazing amazing people.
2: Yep.
4: Um, all like business ties aside I love threes as you could obviously tell. I'm a huge fan of their beer and what they've been doing since they started. Um, and then like going out like a little further, I mean there's just so much great beer in New York State. Um, oh, obviously yep. Suarez gets all the brewery love and he deserves it. The beer is incredible. Um, I swing by all the time going up and up and down from the breweries and, and all that good stuff. Um, and then nationwide, um, I'm still a big stone fan I it's that's, oh. that's very much what my taste DNA is. So for me, a lot of stuff that comes out of that brew house is, is just really keyed in for where my palate is. So I'd love it. What uh, about sti- I, what about style? What is your favorite style? Favorite style? Oh, that's great, man. Um, I love a great Vienna lager, um, <laughs> which is like perfect. I love Meritzen too. And I would drink a 365.
3: And a Vienna lager is, a lot of people don't really understand. They, they, they hear lager and they're like, oh, but a Vienna lager is really, it's it's a niche. Um and, Yeah. And it's a unique beer, and it's so. If you really get a good one, it's so crisp, dry, right. just a wonderful. Dental bro. Yeah.
4: Yes. So, like
2: yeah. the snap from a slim jim, just <laughs> done.
4: And I love classic uh, English styles too. So a good pint of bitter is 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 okay. really like where I'm at. Nice. I love that all day session stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. Uh, spare sure. tire aside you know you gotta you gotta be mindful of those abv counts when you're out and about in the world you know
1: yes yes steve anyway. what uh, i don't think anyone we've ever asked you what are, what uh what what craft beer bid you and what's your favorite style these days
2: don't say other half because you you've been drinking a shit ton of a lot of other <laughs> half, <laughs> like half, for half like a week <laughs> they- week straight other half finally got that binge. other half distro man you can, find yeah, those
4: fans, you not, can no, get it anywhere
3: a buddy of mine is his daughter lives literally a block away from other half. So he goes in to visit her every week. And what does he do? He comes home with all the new stuff. There you go. And then he drops by my house and goes, What do you want? I'm like, All of it. <laughs> it uh, Based I on up the up.
1: photos we saw from July 4th weekend.
3: <laughs> yeah. All of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it me.
3: Uh, but um, oh yeah, you know, um, you know, for me, my the, I originally started out with, with German style beers. Um, when, back in the day, I, I was drinking, you know, Hofbräu and and um, not even St. Paul's Girl, but it, it was like Cronenborg and yeah, all these German style lagers.
2: Mini and, kegs and- under the Whitestone Bridge for a Mets game. Yeah. I I was doing Hoffman. That really? real right. invite, Sweet. man. That's nah, a And playing <laughs> Whiffleball. ball. It was the best. I'm talking about like 2003, 2004.
3: Oh, shit. A, yeah. It's going back. The first like real craft, like Sam Smith's. Sam oh, Smith. yeah. Anything from Sam Smith's. Bit. The yeah. oatmeal stout. I was just like... Oh my God! What is this? And then, I don't know if anybody remembers Foghorn. Yeah. Sierra yeah, Nevada Foghorn oh, okay. barley wine. Right. Crushed me like well, I was like, "What are all these flavors in this thing? They don't make it anymore." It,
2: celebration wasn't for me. I mean, celebration uh, was like, "What the what the shit I, is this?" I,
3: I knew at that point I was like, "I really like multi, complex." type beers, um, once that happened. Once I drank that, I was like, and now today, today, uh, I'm really, really digging petite, um, lager-ish IPAs, mm,
0: huh. cool. if you want yeah. to
3: call it that. Like something that is, and, and uh, I'll, I'll, Five Burrows, man, they do Tiny Juicy. Dude, that was a big hit this
1: weekend. I, gra- I grabbed Obviously, some of
3: those. I can drink Tiny Juicy, every all the time because it's really got a nice hot profile it's got that you know nice bite dry light four
4: point i
3: I think they're like 4.4 percent 4.5 percent out oh wow that's awesome yeah those things you could just crush those all day long yes am i I gonna drink drink this yes i'm going to drink this oh yes you will (laughs) Um, Steve,
4: what about what about timothy taylor you fan of the landlord that a beer that ever did anything for you? Uh,
3: um you know, of course again, I I became such a English style like guy, like mm-hmm. um like and then I my own style came along with was pastry style, but we we did English style. Um yeah, that, that's that's a <laughs> hard one.
4: Uh, bluebird bitter, Constance. Oh you mess with that?
3: Yes. Yes. Oh, and, that and the beer. thing and well, the thing for me too was um those are traditional bitters. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? It's it, mm-hmm. it was a traditional style beer, bitter wise, not as we think of it today. Um
4: right, yes. I think
3: of a cask engine type of, of a bitter. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, warm, and uh, you have to be on your your third wife and fifteenth dog. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. It needs to be like you know fifty degrees uh, in in that range, and just poured into into a pint that is
2: as you're writing the alimony check.
3: Well, you
4: laid off from the metal factory again.
2: (laughs) You got to create nails. You got a fifty thousand nail quota every day. You've Got to do it it's messed up Nailed it, man nailed it dan uh we're gonna wrap it up here so let's yeah. uh let's get some big plugs in let's let's That's talk it. about everything uh single cut everything. you guys got a lot
3: of uh, you guys got a lot of things that you're releasing so let's get let's hear yeah. that Well,
2: <laughs> <Ooh.
4: laughs> oh, you don't know it
2: I, wait so I, it. I got there. some i got some for you guess what pete's wife's name is terry so what's oh, your new release coming out? Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes shit. Some sense.
1: <laughs> Why am if I like confused one all of a sudden? Because
2: uh, like they I have just, a new release called Terry
4: Meets Julie. Terry Meets That's, Julie. That's right. Yeah. You spend all day writing copy for these things, and they just completely get vanished from your brain. <laughs> no, it's a,
2: I was trying to set you up, too. Just, I thought maybe you remember. Terry, I, I, I'm going off the Instagram. Maybe, I'm, I have no idea. Terry That's Meets Julie what? does yeah, come yeah, out this well.
4: week. And if you listen to the word, you get the inside scoop because otherwise you'd have to be a subscriber to our insider's mailing list to know this. Ooh, How would you do hey, that? How do you do that? At singlecut.com, of there, course. God damn it.
1: I, I singlecut.com. Singlecut.com.
2: Singlecut.com. singlecut.com. <laughs> I don't have my uh, soundboard, but... Choom, 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 choom. I yeah, if we were
3: in the studio, we would be good.
2: Yeah. Uh,
4: we have psychedelic coming out this week, which was one Ooh. of our biggest hits of last year. But it was draft only; we've never canned it before. So, what, what part of that? our? So it's part of our genre series, which is our um, like our synesthesia series of okay. beers, basically beers that are designed to taste like we think the music sounds. Mm. So mm, it's a how whole. Do you, pile how of how do you know what sir. like punk? What do, do you have taste that tastes
1: like, like Ramstein? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man, that would be good. That'd be some Reinske boat shit right there. There that's you go.
3: Yes, sir. But
1: creepier and probably with a dildo.
3: Wow! <laughs> no! I gotta go. Okay, I'm off.
4: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we we listen to the music and then we create flavors which like emulate the sensations of it. So the first one was glam, which we did a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Cool. Glam was super bright. We had a really low pH on that beer. We wanted it to be very bright, very tangy. Um, so it had this like high, kind of electric feel to the beer because that's what Glam Rock is. But then it almost had a nice. Metal,
3: almost metal tasting. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, like the beer, yes. Um, and then so this week, yeah, psychedelic. So this one actually features some brand new crop, um, still unnamed New Zealand hops, uh, which coming well, up. Psychedelic
3: mushrooms. Um, the
4: psilocybin count is debatable on the beer. <laughs> um, you have to come to the tap room for that
2: full. Yes. Experience. Ah. Uh, and get an Uber to go home. Yes. One
4: hundred percent a joke for any DEA agent yes. or SLA agent <laughs> who listen to the this word. This is a joke. 100%. Allegedly, we always say what
2: allegedly. We were very
1: concerned with like whether the SLA was listening to the podcast.
2: <laughs> That's never my know. Life. You never know.
3: Uh,
4: so yeah, so that'll be coming out this week. It was a huge hit the last time we did it. Um, it'll kind of come out next week, but it will be available in the tap rooms for this weekend. So cool. That's your little inside scoop Ooh. on that. And beautiful, super, super cool new labels on this one. So
2: I'm gonna get my brother-in-law over there tomorrow.
4: I am this weekend.
2: Well, one so,
1: new, in- new Zealand band. So I'm, name I'm one excited. One
2: New Zealand band.
1: Alien Weaponry. That's the only one I know.
4: Oh yes. Flight of the Concords, I Fly, guess, is yes. the go-to. Yeah, mm.
2: I don't know if I can. Flight of the Conchords,
3: holy crap! That cartoon is crazy
2: <laughs> and fun. If you, I, I actually enjoyed some of it. There's some I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But uh, the vast majority of it was pretty oh, good. This is good. It's a lot, of lotta. Yeah, Which, sure. yeah. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Which um, yeah. Well, gentlemen, the dinner bell share. is ringing
4: for me. It's Ooh. been ringing actually off the hook for the Dinner. last
2: hour. Dinner now. Yeah. Uh huh. Listen, Dan, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, this, this is a lot been... of fun.
4: This is a really good chat.
2: Awesome. Good right, times. Anything Steve. you guys have coming up when you finally get open up and open in the fall and everything going on, uh, love to come down. We'd hang out and Please, uh, man. enjoy, Let me know. man. We
4: will. Yeah, I mean, the money is the money. That, that comes and goes. But, like, honestly, without sounding too cheese ball – it's uh, It's been really hard for brewers who have tap rooms, because that was very intentional, to not have the tap rooms. It's a big part yep. of why you're in this business. So we, we very much miss everybody. We can't wait to, to have it open, have some live music going again, all that cool stuff. But that's the reason why we get out of bed. So. So everybody, wear your fucking mask so <laughs> you yeah. get over for this. For Christ's sake, for the love of Why God. Why is
1: that a big deal? <laughs> wear oh. the goddamn fucking mask.
4: Even if you don't agree with it, just be an adult and suck one up for the team. Come don't on. even know if it does
1: anything. Don't care. It's not just that big of a it. deal.
4: Yeah, it seems
2: to Lord be God. helping. Can you not realize sure.
1: it? Sure. I yeah. don't care.
4: So, so, so wear a mask. Get takeout. Support your local breweries. Mm. Thank you for all the work you guys do. It's been a pleasure to be on. And anything uh,
3: Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. This is a really good. I, I enjoyed this. I yes, I have been to Single Cut on a really fucking hopping day, where the band was playing up top, and yeah, you know, and, and let me ask you, up north, you guys doing food also?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. It's, it oh, comes cool. and goes, but yeah, we, we got always good options.
3: And such a great place, and obviously great beer. So that's all I oh, yeah. that really.
4: Matters. Thanks, and guys. I, I can't wait to host you again. Go visit
2: them at uh, singlecut.com. And of course, go on any social media type in singlecut and find them. Get all the information. Don't write any stupid messages that obviously can (laughs) be answered.
1: You can find find what's on tap on beermenus.com. We open it for. We (laughs) open it (laughs) for.
2: Go ahead, check them out. Dan, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks thanks for coming on, man. This is Mike and Pete, govsready.com. Pete, any last words?
1: Steve. Uh, And Steve.
2: I, I know, but any last words, Pete?
1: Don't forget to have your pet spader Did you, you Pete
2: and Steve? Steve, any last words.
3: Steve. I like to touch myself in the dark.
2: <laughs> now that Dan's gone, you have nothing left to hold back. I, He's gone because that, that was a really good show. Hold on, we're not done. It's the world of Mike oh, and Pete goes for
3: the after show. It's the after we, show.
1: Ow. Well, that's two hours of your life you're never getting back.
4: First off, it was three hours. What the fuck?
1: Honestly, how
2: can you talk about beer for three hours?
1: It's beer. There's so many elements in it.
2: Where's mine? It's been three hours and I don't
1: even get a single beer. You don't get shit. This is The Wirt on Gov's radio. I hope you're drunk enough.